there's room for everything in pro wrestling. Lashina Brooke should be champion right now. How dare you, sir? So that's what that's what you that's what you think, Rob. That's what I. It doesn't matter what you think. It's whatever at this point. Goldberg's in the Hall of Fame. That made it irrelevant at that point. Are we wrestling nerds or not? No, we're not. We're cool guys. <laughs> and that's the bottom line because Pam and Dave said so. Rammer Jammer and Drop the Hammer. It's another this or that today on the Bammer Chatter. Thank you all of you who are watching or listening right now. If you'd like to support the Bammer Chatter, right below me you can see where you can give to the PayPal, paypal.me slash Bammer Chatter. If you want to follow me on Twitter or on Twitch or on YouTube, at Twitter, it's at Bammer Chatter. On Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Bammer Chatter. And on YouTube, type in Bammer Chatter Wrestling Podcast. Please go like, comment, subscribe, click the bell. Any support you give us helps get the, uh, the channel traction, gets the show uh, booming and, blue and going everywhere we want it to be. So thank you all so much for that. But again, today, it's all about this or that. And I've got an awesome panel here that I want to introduce you to. Over here first, to my left, uh, you can see him every single week on uh, SCW Steve on his network channels. You can also see him when he goes live on YouTube. He covers all kinds of breaking news as well as spoilers and rumors. You can see his intake and hot takes as well as fantasy booking. Mr. SCW Steve, welcome to the Bammer Chatter. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me here today. It's uh, a great panel today. I'm excited here. I mean, Bama, every time, if it's this or that, I'm always picking this. It's great to be here. This is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> Creative content as always. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get straight into it. <laughs> thank you so much. Same here. Directly below me, he is a product of the 3D Academy. He is one of the greatest independent wrestlers in the New York circuit. He's also a podcaster. He is a certified foodie, and he has a master's degree in the Back to the Future franchise. Please welcome to the Bammer Chatter, one of my good friends on the social media networks, Mr. Tristan Law. How are you, sir? Man, I'm so glad to be here today. I have not done anything like this in three months. Because, you know, I got this new job with a pension. So, you know, I'm a semi-retired uh, semi entertainer. But when I looked in the mirror this morning and I saw I had a gray hair right there in my muscle, <laughs> no. I thought about two things. Would I rather be bald or would I rather be gray? This or that? I'll take the gray. And I'm happy. <laughs> I love the boxes because I get to point at people and do things. Exactly. Know. Yeah, gray hair is a sign of wisdom, according to the good book. So right, you're I a very that. wise man. I appreciate it. And then directly diagonal down. Oh, wrong hand. Directly diagonal from me. Uh, follow him at Tino Time 1996 You can check out his show where he covers everything sports, wrestling, and more. You can catch his hot takes as well as hear him when he goes live and do all of the awesome content that he creates. Mr. Tino Time, how are you today, sir? Good, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being on this amazing panel and being on this show. So thank you so much, guys, for having me on here. I appreciate it. Well, Steve, you're a veteran here. So you, uh, how, how, when it comes to the comparisons, are you ever nervous when you don't know? Or, or are you kind of more excited that you get to, get to live on the edge? A bit of both, really, if I'm being honest with you. Of course, obviously, I you, you start to think about each option straight away, and sometimes I just go with the gut instinct, and that's the answer I tend to come out with. But, uh, yeah, there was one or two the last time I was on here afterwards. I thought back, and I was like, maybe I should have gone a different way. So we'll see where it takes us today. Absolutely. Tristan, what about you? I know you're big on prep, but on a show like this, do you like having a little bit more of a fear factor of, I don't know what, what he's going to put on the table, and I'm excited about it? Yeah, you know, it's it's the... The, it's the unknown. I, I don't know what you're going to do. It was easier for me because all I had to do was put on a good shirt, you know, uh, comb <laughs> my beard out, 
Didn't have to wear any pants still. That's the that's the perk of doing these things. However, I'm still prepared as I can pre- be prepared to be, and I'm ready for anything you got to throw at me. All right. Well, let's get right into it then, guys. For all of you watching or listening, you might be wondering, what the heck are they talking about? What is this or that? It's very simple. If you look across the community, you're going to see comparisons all the time. Is it Brett or Sean? Is it Last Man Standing or a Hell in a Cell? Is it uh, Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy? Is it Woody or Buzz? <laughs> it just depends on whatever you want it to be. So we're going to do 15 comparisons, all of them wrestling related. I'm going to throw them on the table to these guys. You choose this or you choose that. You debate why, you argue why, or you everybody gets a consensus. You know what? We all pick that, so no big deal. Let's move on. But the great thing is it, it, just go with your immediate gut reaction uh, to whatever it is. Then once we get into the conversation, if someone sways you to come back over to the other side, that's cool too. But stick to your guns if you want to stick to your guns as well. So are uh, you guys ready to do this? Ready. Oh. All right. First one on the table. Here we go. I usually start with moves. Here's the first move. The power bomb or the gorilla press slam? Okay, I don't want to sound too young, but what is the gorilla press slam? Where you, you, pick, sound, you, you sound too young. <laughs> gorilla press slam is where you pick someone straight over your head and then you just either drop them or slam them. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, okay. It's basically okay. Braun Breaker's finishing move. That's a gorilla press okay. slam. Okay. That's okay. There we go. Or Ultimate Warrior used to do that for the setup for the yeah. the, the ropes okay. twenty times with the Correct. big splash. That's right. right. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure I knew what move it was before I was like picked okay. it. Okay. There we go. Okay. So yeah. pick this or that. So, you know, you started talking, so you go first. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say power bomb just because like the way they have to like pick up, especially remember when like Undertaker used to do like the last ride back and they used to like pick them up and just go boom. Uh, I don't know how any of these people survived it. Like I feel like nowadays like that like they still do it, but obviously they have to like protect themselves because bouncing their head off the mat is I don't know, but I'm gonna go power bomb on this. All right. Just because I feel like lifting them up and just setting them down like you just you know what I mean? Like setting like yeah. So I'm gonna go power bomb on this one. All right, who wants to go next? Hey, for me personally, though, I'm definitely going to choose the power bomb. As a pro wrestler, I think it's an easier bump to take. You know, all you got to do is just tuck your chin and, you know, and just, and just hope for the best. You know, if I had a choice or somebody said, hey, brother, you want to take a grill press slam? I'd say, no, brother, how about the power bomb? That's what, that's what I would do. You know, I, I like it. You know, it's a, it's a powerful move. You know, it's been done to me once or twice. You know, it's, it's never defeated me. But, you know, I, I, I think that it's... It, you you can control i think you could control yourself a lot more if you're taking the 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 power bomb steve I'm going to agree with everybody. Go with the power bomb. Um, as was mentioned there by Tristan a couple of seconds ago, Ultimore used to do the grid of press sand, but that wasn't the finisher. It led to a finisher. Um, and obviously with the power bomb, you look over the years, Braun Strowman currently uses that as his finisher. And we've seen obviously Kevin Nash, aka Diesel, Psycho Sid. It's been used as a finisher for matches over the years. For me, that seems to be the strong move. Plus, I just love the impact of a power bomb. It just always looks so much more impressive of the two. You could argue, yes, when you see the Lex Express or Ultimate do it. Yeah, it looked good, but it always led to something else. The power bomb. It was it was the final nail in the coffin, pretty much said. So for me, I'm gonna go power bomb. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking the power bomb too. Uh, particularly, I mean, I think the last ride is is gorgeous. I love the way Undertaker always did that, especially when you have someone light like Sean, where he can really get the full push up extension. But when he slams them, good grief! The one Sean took at WrestleMania 25, I thought Sean just died. Oh. I thought he literally just died. He hit that mat so hard. Um, of course. Uh, 
they they banned diesels for like two or three years and or a year in WCW. Matter of fact, I think they made a story out of it because that uh that jackknife is so dangerous the way he would do that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pick the power bomb as well. The only thing I hate right now about it is it is kind of a move that. A lot of people do and kick out of, especially with Wardslow doing it ten times as his finisher. To me, okay, that, is that just? I feel I feel like it's watering it down a little too much. I, I I'm with you guys. I remember when if Nash hits you with it or Sid hits you with it, you know, that's it. That's the end of the match. That's a devastating move. So I, I don't know. You so, know go ahead. Oh, man. So I, I'm one of those guys who used to say, ah, the super kick is the, is the most overused move, and you know, but. Times have changed. Wrestling have changed because wrestling in the 60s, there was no special moves. You know, there was no there was no music. There was no fanfare. So, you know, somebody that probably watched wrestling in the 60s is probably looking at pro wrestling now and going, that's not my wrestling. This is Hollywood. So, I mean, like, it, it has to evolve yeah. over the time. I think somebody like Wardlow, even though he does do it 10 times, I guess it it fits for him. As long as nobody's not kicking out of the move after he does it more than twice, then it's like, all right, because let me I'm tell you there. That the way that he he's pulverizing these people like like they're meat. I mean, they are meat. We're all meat suits. I've been watching a lot of Supernatural. And <laughs> it, 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 just, it, just, it just works for Wardlow. All Absolutely. Right. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And the thing is, uh, that's almost a taking, forgive me if I'm showing my age a little bit, uh, but back in the ECWC days, back in the 90s, I believe it was 911 used to constantly use choke slams all the time. Yep. It was yes. the same vibe of like getting everybody to cheer for the next one. And the way it works for him, I suppose, is because the crowd wants more. Like you said, the superstar was already beaten. Uh, if anything, it's just doing damage to that superstar, like they're it could arguably hurt their reputation, which I think was why when uh, it was Wardlow W. Morrissey on AEW TV earlier this year, when Morrissey was still part of Impact, they wanted him just to take the one power bomb, which it, at the time I thought was, was a counter argument because it's like, well, it took one to beat him. But I guess in a way, it always takes one. It's just the fact that Wardlow chooses to you know, hit five, six. Right. I mean, with MJF, uh, double or nothing, it was 10, wasn't it? Yeah. But, you know, thinking, thinking, sorry, man. No, go ahead. Thinking about it like this, right? I know that you're a man of God, you're a preacher, you're in the church. So, like, here's the here's the way I look at it, because I work at a church on, on, on Sundays, Sunday mornings. Sometimes when the music plays, man, that song just touch you so good. The preacher calls for a reprise. Yeah. So, like, so like the, 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 the first power bomb, it's like, yeah, everybody loves it, and they want more. So you give them that second reprise, and you just keep going verse after verse after yeah. verse. Get that one, two, three, which is the amen. Praise the Lord. I agree 100%. And like I said, war, the thing with me with Wardlow is I feel like, and I, I hate saying this, if Wardlow was four inches taller, one should do it. It's like he's right at that height that maybe one wasn't enough. And also depending on who you're doing it to. If you're doing it to Lance Archer, maybe one more needs to be done because Lance is just a big guy. But if it's like Luigi... Yeah, half of one <laughs> should put that guy down. <laughs> so, oh my god! Yeah, imagine, imagine when Ray and Gunther face off in two weeks. Imagine Gunther doing a power bomb to Ray and just Ooh. Ray's head just bouncing off of that mat. I feel like that would just be so uncomfortable to watch. But like, so like, just to see if he would be able to kick out. But I, I don't think he I, would. I think Ray's gonna need to go back to the old school shoestring mask and not just the yeah. Velcro because one yep. one loose chop from Gunther might chop his mask right <laughs> off, dude. Oh my, oh my god. god, he's gonna chop his ass right back to Raw. <laughs> he's going back to Judgment. He said Judgment Day ain't so bad now. I'd rather face Dom. I mean, I, I, I know we're only one in and we're already chasing tangents, but Tristan, I have to ask you: Would you? How much money would you have to get paid to get in the ring with Gunther? <laughs> <laughs> 
Brother. <laughs> Brother. Anybody that knows me personally in when it comes to pro wrestling knows that I hate. I despise the chop. Quick story. So I wrestled a uh, I, I wrestled a guy named Dan Moff. He's big on the indies up here in the Northeast. Um, and one of the things that I was like, man, I was like, man, uh, I got to wrestle him one-on-one. I hope he doesn't chop me. So, you know, I, I, you know, we're in the back putting together the match. He's like, yeah, man, I fractured my hand. You know, I'm not going to be able to chop you tonight. And I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's so, so sad that you can't be able to do that, man. It's all right, man. We don't need it. And so we work out the match and whatever. We go out there. First thing he does, he chops you, man. He chopped the nipples off of me. I hate getting chopped. So coming to Gunther, man, look, man, like the Million Dollar Man says, everybody has a price, right? Yep. <laughs> it's a high price, yeah. It's a high price. Gunther chopped me. All right, next one, number two. Here we go. Tag team finisher. Pick the Doomsday Device or the Spike Pile Driver. Ooh. Oh, give me the Doomsday Device. Honey. Oh, my God. I don't know which one. Yeah, this is a hard one. I don't one. know which one. Yep. Oh, God. Okay, you know what? Give me the Doomsday. Who's giving me the Doomsday device? The Road Warriors, dude. And Tully and Arn are giving you the spike. All right, so I'm taking it from the Road Warriors as long as we don't got no heat. Uh, I, I I trust them to to throw my legs over, and I'll take that um that take that take bump. But the spike, man, I'm not letting anybody pile drive me. Another quick story. One time I went to this wrestling show, and this guy, the promoter was like, oh, man, I heard so many great things about you, yada, 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 blah, blah. You're wrestling me tonight. I said, okay, great, no problem. So we're getting ready to go out, and, he, and we're putting the match together. He goes, you all right taking a pile driver? So for me, I always have a rule. You know, I, I don't get hit in the head. I don't take. I don't get dropped in the head because, you know, I, I got to show up to work on Monday. So right before we're getting ready to go out between the curtain, he goes, man, I'm so excited. It's the first match I've had in five years. Are hey, you want to apologize? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Uh-uh. Not- <laughs> so definitely not the driver. Doomsday device me all day. Steve, go um, ahead. Which one are you taking? Or which one do you like more? I mean, if you'd asked me this in the year 2000, it would have been a spike pile driver, uh, spike pile driver all day long. It was like one of my favorite finishes to watch on TV uh, growing up. But uh, what we know about the pile driver now as years have gone by, it's got to be the doomsday. And obviously, being the Road Warriors as well, that being their finish, obviously they were like the most over thing in the 80s, early 90s. There was such a special tag team, special aura about them. And even when they did that finish of the roar from the crowd. So uh, for me, I'll go with that one. Tina? So is this? So am I taking it? Both. Both. Which which, which one do you like more, or which one would you rather not take? Yeah. Okay, I'd rather not take the pile driver. I'll go on the opposite side. So we, I, I, I would rather not take it. Like he said, like like he said, I would not want to be dropped on my head. Like I don't know, that just is not like that scares me with all the head problems that everybody has nowadays. I would just not want to deal with that at all. I feel like that is the more like scarier one to take, and at least with like the doomsday, like you know, it's a little bit more protected. And I'd rather have the war, road warriors. You know, doing it, they're a little bit more like, like they're like you can trust them a little bit more. Yeah, they so do it every I, match. Yeah, yep, exactly. exactly. Yep. So that's that's where I'm gonna go with that. I just I don't know the like all of them, just the ones on the head, even like the stomp. Like I like watching Seth do the stomp, but that kind of like scares me. I don't know, just watching somebody's head bounce off the mm-hmm. floor is yep. not fun. Uh, oh. Yeah, for me, I don't want to take the pile driver, and not only that, I think the Doomsday Device is just a cooler looking move. It, it just has more 
has more interaction. Both guys are in. I mean, I get it. Tully's coming off the corner. But is the guy coming off the corner doing a dadgum thing? Not really. And so it's it's really still what's going on with the person actually giving you the pile driver. So now I get it. Arn Anderson's one of the best workers of all time. So probably I'm going to be okay in his hands. But even still, I'd rather control my... My, my tumble on the back, and plus, like I said, the spike the spike pile driver, while it looks dangerous, the Doomsday device is just a, with the moment Hawk picks you up on his shoulders, the whole room explodes. Everybody is so excited to see it. Spike pile driver, mm -hmm. not so much. So I'm definitely going to agree with you guys to go with the Doomsday device. Number three, pick your manager. Sensational Sherry or Sable? Sable, all day. <laughs> I'll just start with that. And why? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about why. <laughs> we know why. Uh... <laughs> Steve, why are you calling me out here, man? I thought we were friends. We are. We are. We're still bros. Funny <laughs> so. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up, man. I'll go Sherry. Uh, Sherry's more likely to get involved in the matches on my behalf, so uh, I've got more chance of winning. So I'll go for Sherry. Unless it's SummerSlam 1992, of course, with the uh, Brick Martel HPK fiasco, she was kind of stuck in the middle. So none of that for me. But uh, yeah, if we're talking like uh, the days of Harlem Heat and people like that, she's watching my back. So Sherry for me. I totally agree, 100%. You know, like Sable. You know, Sable looks nice, real nice. But I, I, I want somebody that's going to be able Careful, to watch Brock my... Brock Lesnar's listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, but he's not, sorry, sorry. Oh, say, no, we ain't. He's out hunting moose, dude. He don't care. <laughs> but I mean, what I mean, looks nice. I mean, like, she looks... Anyway. Um, but definitely sensational, Sari. I think she'd be great because I feel like she can definitely watch my back if I needed to, if I needed it. And if I needed a theme song sung, she could sing on my theme song as well, too. Like, she did the original... Sexy boy toy song for yeah. Sean and Michael. Oh my god, yeah. I would I, argue Sean got half his heat because that song was so bad, um, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, look at it, right? It's, it's what he's known for now, yep, yep, wow, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, it's one of the best thing songs of all time because it's just it's it's royalty, it's the same as Ric Flair's theme, Macho Man's theme, Hogan's theme. Just when you hear that song, one of the goats is about to come down the ramp, so right. but yeah, yeah, for me, um, see. This is, this is a matter of perspective. Do I want somebody to be a distraction for me, or do I want somebody that can actually do something for me? So that that's... That's that's my. That's question. what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's that, what that, I was gonna say. That's my question. I was gonna have so, to distract the components, you know, yeah. kind of. Like, I mean, uh, granted, Sherry's Sherry's a very attractive lady, but I'm gonna agree with Steve and Tristan. If I if I need someone to to flat out put someone in a headlock or give a bump or something that absolutely I need I need Sherry. Sherry one of the most underrated and groundbreaking female wrestlers that just set the tone for so many women that came after her. Sable did wrestle, but come on, were the matches she in technically wrestling matches? Not so much. No. So no. I, I, I need a woman who's tough as nails. Sensational Sherry definitely was. So 100%. All right, number four. All right, look at your Twitch, boys. Pick your T-shirt. Hot Rod or the iconic Macho Man? Oh, wow. Pick, pick your shirt. One's got to go. All right, so get rid of the Hot Rod. So because I'm a certified foodie, I like to eat, and I don't ha I don't own many white shirts. And if I do own a white shirt, it's not only white. <laughs> <laughs> it has sauce on it. So I'll go for the classic Macho Man shirt. Dig it. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way too. I can't have any more white shirts. I have one white shirt and it's over. Like like I'm a White Sox fan and they I have like White Sox jerseys and I can't even wear them because they're just I, I'm I'm gonna spill ketchup on it. I I know it. 
I got a lot of purple shirts, but at least I know I get, there's no stains on them. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to go with Mafia. Is stain. You just don't see it. I love how yeah. we're not talking about design. We're talking about what we would do with the shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. We're talking about, oh, we were supposed to talk about the design now. Okay. Now, I'm just well, saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> one of the shirts has never existed. Which one should never have existed? If, if it's the white shirt for that reason, that's fine. I just, I just think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe they can make it like red and like you know white, white letters. That would be you know maybe something right. like that. Yeah. You know, Some... I'm down, I'm down for that. I just can't do all white. Like, but I do, I do like that type of T-shirt though because it has the uh, the the extra thing on the on the on the yeah the, the red thing yeah. right you're talking about yeah. yeah yeah I like that because that's an extra material and sometimes it gives you a little bit of extra grip on the shirt right brother. you feel you feel a little better right right it makes you feel like buff yeah Steve what what about you I will be controversial um I, i'm i'm gonna get rid of the macho man t-shirt i like stains in my t-shirts no i don't really um pretty much the for me i, I just i i grew up um with more macho man in a different era than that era uh macho man was more the flamboyant with the the tassels and stuff when i got into wrestling and for me roddy piper the first show I ever watched wrestlemania 3 he would have still probably been sporting that t-shirt wonder Rousey still has her version of it today as well so i feel that um obviously both have lasted the test of time there's no argument with that but uh yeah i think for me just because of the fact that i think that's what attracted me more to where I began in wrestling is my kind of reasoning for it. But uh, of course, both were iconic. This is actually one of the hard, believe it or not, of the 15, this is one of the hardest ones for me because it's, the hot rod has more of a has more of a pop. You see it coming because of the, the way the letters are done, and like you said, the fact that Ronda has been granted from the from the uh, from um, you know Piper's family to continue that legacy of wearing his logo and doing uh, rowdy Ronda. So I think that's that's really cool that she can do that. The only reason why I'm going to pick the Macho Man shirt is simply the fact of the the legacy that shirt brings to me. I get Roddy Piper is one of the greatest on the mic of all time, but if you're going to go overall great on the mic, great in the ring, great um, worker, probably one of the most agile people to ever do this thing, I don't think I don't know why Macho Man is not minimum in your top 15 all time. And so uh, to have a shirt that commemorates one of the greatest to ever do this, um, like I said, Roddy was great in one category. He might even be number one in terms of being on the mic. But in every other category, Macho Man's got him beat. So I got to pick Macho Man's shirt. No, so uh, so let the record show that Dave and Steve, you guys both know how to eat, and myself and Tino, we don't know how to eat. We, we need. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay. i'm fine with that all right next one number five here we go now you're in a match oh. and you have to either defend your title or you're going for a title so this is a championship Ooh. match do you want to wrestle that championship match going for or defending the title in a ladder or falls count anywhere tristan you're the wrestler i'm gonna start with you brother brother you have an opponent I, 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 yeah, I definitely, I definitely have an opponent. His name is Bulldog Pittman. Look him up on Instagram. He has that belt, and that's I'm semi-retired because I haven't gotten that belt from him yet. And once I get that belt, then maybe I could just retire with the belt. But you know, I, I one of my things I've always wanted to do was a cage match. I've had one cage match in my entire career, and I, and I loved it. You know, I've had street fights. I had a tables match, and I've always wanted a ladder match because of the of the of the you know, it's just right there. It's yep. 
in the reach of my hands and no, you you turn it off and you just don't get it. So, you know, ladder match, definitely ladder match. And if I had to pick an opponent, Bulldog Pittman from East Coast Pro Wrestling, he's going to be somebody someday. Just follow him on social media and find him and follow him. He's going to be somebody. But definitely that ladder match. Sign me up. Tato, you go next. Okay, so I kind of got a very interesting match. I, I, I say I'm afraid of like heights, so I would say a ladder match. Like I, I, I want to say a ladder match, but I kind of think that this would be kind of funny if I did a ladder match with Sami Zayn, hmm. and you put a contract on top, and the winner is the last member of the bloodline. He's the honorary Us, <laughs> and I, I think that would be absolutely great. I would love Sami Zayn right now is one of the best workers I think yes. in WWE. He's one of the I think when he turns he, like face, it's going to be the biggest face turn in WWE. Where this man is going to get so much love, he's going to get so much because we see it on TV. We saw it last night. Rome, who knows what Roman's going to do? And I was even thinking about it. I know it's kind of off topic, but what if a punishment for what's going on with the bloodline, Roman puts him in war games? And, you know, I but I think that would be very interesting. To I, I would love to have a, game, a match with Sami Zayn. I, I would love to do either one, but I think the ladder match would be great. Put a contract up and let's see who can climb the ladder. I'll get over my fear. I'll become the last member of the bloodline. <laughs> I am but, I am very intrigued. Yeah, for sure. Me and Steve have talked about this numerous times. I'm very intrigued how they're going to get us to hopefully KO and Sammy versus the Usos. So, uh, yeah, and that's the, yeah. that's the one thing is where does Kevin yeah. play into this? Like, because yeah. it's 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 bound to happen. We've seen it. They're, they teased it on Raw, and it's just one of those things. But yeah, that's that's what my my match would be. I know it's not for a title, but all know. right, Steve, you're either defending or you're going for a title. Which match do you want to be in? Well, I mean, when you did the first half of the question, I went, well, that's easy. I'll defend it, and I'll just get counted out. I haven't got to worry about it, have I? Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I, I haven't got to do the fight, have I? That's, that, that, I thought that was part of the rules. That's the, you know, it's easier to defend than it is to win, but sometimes maybe it's easier to go for a title because you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. The pressure is on the wrestler's shoulder who's got everything to lose. But yep. uh, if you're asking me to be in a ladder match or a force count anywhere match, well, I mean, again, I'm going to take kayfabe out the window for a minute. You've got to catch me. So force count <laughs> anywhere because you're, you're running after me. Um, that's probably the best way to go here. But no, seriously, um, I think I've had to pick, obviously, if I didn't have a fear of heights, I'd pick ladder match because that's my one of my favorite type of gimmick matches. But I'll say chasing a championship in a Fool's Count Anywhere match because, um, yeah, let, let's do it Vegas style. But everything in the game, nothing to lose. Oh, you can jump, jump, jump off in Vegas, something like that. Do a Shane McMahon somewhere. <laughs> jump off a sign in Vegas somewhere. <laughs> Imagine. I could totally see that match now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're running out of TV time and Steve is still running. <laughs> we'll see you next week here on Monday Night Raw. Oh, we Steve, he, get back here. He just, he just crossed the he just crossed the Nevada line. He's in there. <laughs> oh, no one said it's a 24-7 championship. No, that's what it is. R-Truth is coming for you. Oh, they were false count anywhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can play in the, you can play in uh in a ball pit like they used to do with the hardcore title back oh, in the day oh, of you know that place? I don't think that place is there anymore. It was uh, Fun Time USA. Is that what it was in, in oh. Brooklyn? That's where I went to go get an autograph from Test. TNA was there. Test Albert and and uh, Trish. Trish Stratus was there, and we went to go get autographs from them. And by the time we got there, it was over. Oh. But it was in, it's, it's in Brooklyn. This was years ago. I'm telling you, years ago. Wow. We went to. The- yeah. Okay. For me. The the memory of being in a ladder match, because it is iconic, especially when it's with... Usually ladder matches are closers, too. A lot of people use them as this is the last match, but in a rivalry. Um, but 
with my mind and what I love, I'm going Falls Count Anywhere because this dude's going through the Home Alone house. I'm going to take him through every room in the building, and he's going to get hit with something left and right. And finally, it's like, okay, which one finally gets him? And then I'll finally go for the pin. But yeah, before he gets to the arena, I've rigged the whole place, and he's got to catch me through every single building, part of the building. So yeah, 100%. Especially Macaulay Culkin's in the room somewhere. It'll get really big ratings. That would be (laughs) hiding in Roman's office. Oh, man. Hiding behind the... Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I usually don't like Falls Count Anywhere matches because, good grief, there's too much. There's too much not selling in them. I mean, by the time you do one or two things out there in the midst of the fans, you should be done. The fact that they keep going for 15, 20 minutes, you can't fake. I've got to climb this ladder and win. That's the only way to do it. So, all right, let's move, boys. Number six. Here's a big debated one: Kane masked or unmasked? Oh. That's a big one. Let me tell you first on this one. You're Let me go. tell you something. When Kane came out in 1998, the end wasn't that big. You had no clue who Kane was. It was so mysterious for Kane to have no 97 is when Kane came out, right? Right. It was yeah. so mysterious that you had no clue who he was, and he was menacing. I remember watching Monday Night Raw as a kid as a teenager and Kane just cut, you know, the enhancement talents out there. Kane just comes out, lights turn off. Kane comes out, you know, choke slam tombstone and then, yeah, yeah, and then fire comes up and he walks out and I was terrified. So give me, give me Kane with the mask, even though I agree he had to evolve with the times, but give me Kane with the mask. Steve, you go next. This, for me, is the most difficult question you've asked so far because the first thing I thought of there was kind of what Tristan said almost, like the, the original Kane that we got, the the build that we got from Bad Blood 97 all the way to WrestleMania 14 where Kane and Undertaker didn't even have a match in between that time. The storytelling was just beautiful, the way that they put all that together, and that Kane felt unstoppable for a long time. It's almost the comparisons with every monster that comes into WWE since. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, every character has to evolve, and the idea when Kane first took that mask off in front of RVD, I believe was around 2002, 2003 time. I'm going to go 03, just because I memory of feel it's around the area Kane at that point onwards was back and refreshed once again and some of my favorite work of Kane was done during that time so in a way from a nostalgic personal uh, of, of watching Kane I think some of my favorite work is without the mask but if you go back to the origins of what Kane represents and where he comes from the mystique everything about him came with the mask so I'm gonna agree with Triscan uh that it is the mask and obviously another one of my favorite runs of his is the the nine uh the 2001 Royal Rumble obviously most eliminations up until the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia but uh or, or when Brock Lesnar did of course in 2020 but uh yeah for me I, I will go with the mask but it's it's a very close call this one all right you were spot on with that as well it was uh 2003 and I'm looking at the photo now and I'm like, uh, of Kane. Remember Kane's haircut? I'm like, how do you walk into a barbershop and ask for that? What do you say? Did you keep the front? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Tino, go ahead. Uh, well, before before I answer this question, I got to say, I, Kane should still hold that record. The greatest Royal Rumble don't count. Brock don't count. All Brock did was throw people out one by one. That no, Royal Brock Rumble absolutely counts. Brock absolutely counts. Come on now. Come on. That's a, that's another this or that. But come on now. I mean, I, I just, yeah. But back to the question. Sorry. I, I agree with, like, kind of, like, both, like, growing up, like, I still vividly remember where I was standing in my living room watching Raw when Kane took off that mask, and growing up as a kid, I was scared to death of Undertaker and Kane, 
And I don't know what it was because I was born in 96. So when he started like coming out, I started watching in like 2000, 2003 is when I vividly like started remembering everything and every. And it was just like one of those things where like Kane, like with like the mask, like I kind of like, I don't know why, but he kind of didn't scare me as much. Like the, like the, obviously the presence and everything did. But like when he took off that mask and he like like you just said with the haircut and everything, he was like what and like Rob Van Dam like scared and like every, all everything about it. And then when he went on and he did have the mask off and he would, he did the thing with Lita and Matt, and then he did the stuff with Ray, and then he did the stuff with Undertaker again. And it was just like I feel like there was two different types of canes. But in like my opinion, like, I liked Kane like both ways. But I like I, I, he like scared me like more with the mask off than he did with the mask on than and the presence. So I'm going to go with Kane, like with the mask on. I liked more just because like, I don't know why, like I just liked the mask and having like, I don't know if you guys can see behind me. I actually have like two canes behind me and yep. I have one of the pops and everything. And it just, I don't know. That cane with the mask was always my favorite. And the one, I don't know. He was just, he, but he's so good at it. And it's like now, like seeing him as the mayor, it's just like that's who we were afraid of was the mayor. Of <laughs> you know, like Knoxville, Tennessee is who we were afraid of. Like that's what, like, that's what I always oh, think about too. I'm just like, damn. You, he so, was still the mayor, though, that actually electrocuted Shane Man's testicles in Survivor Series. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like that's not like he, he said, Jay on fire. Kid, <laughs> like, growing up as a kid, like, I would go to school and I'd be like, guys, did you see Undertaker, like, or Kane, like, do this stuff? And, like, I was usually the only one talking about wrestling, but I was just, like, in, a, in awe. And it got to the point where my parents didn't let me watch it because, like, the stuff that they would do was, like, crazy. And it was just, like, you know. If you're worried about your parents not watching, be glad that you were born when you were born. <laughs> oh, bro, that, that, I mean, the, the attitude there was one of those things. Like, I loved it, and I just – because my cousin was one that got me into it, like, in the beginning because it was, like, the Hardy Boys, Edge, and Christian and everything. And that was, like, the first one. Like, WrestleMania I watched live was WrestleMania 19. And it was just like I've like all of it. It just yeah, like, yeah it just I, I I've had to go back and watch it on the network because there was stuff I wasn't able to watch as a kid because it was just so. And I think and I'm like I get it now because yeah. <laughs> imagine me going to school and doing the sucking. I'm being <laughs> terrified. Of Thinking the Undertaker was going to take over the world. The oh minute. my God! I, if I can, I'll tell you a quick Who's story. The devil. Oh, uh, it's quick story. So funny story, Steve. I think I might have actually told you this before. So WrestleMania 22 was here in Chicago, and I live here in Chicago. And Undertaker had a casket match with Mark, Mark Henry. Henry. Yeah. yeah, and I we ordered the pay per view. I had friends over. We had a party. We used to have WrestleMania parties. I used to have like pizza. Mm-hmm. Like we had a pool, a hot tub. It was nice. What so. Undertaker and Kane, or Undertaker and Mark Henry fought. They had the casket match and everything. And at this time, it was night in Chicago. And my neighbor came over. And what my dad decided to do was flicker the lights on and off. And so <laughs> the, the, the neighbor started knocking on the on the wall. And all of a sudden, the doorbell rings. And it's like, the neighbor's like, oh, the Undertaker's here. And I'm like, I think I was 10 at the time. For a 10-year-old sitting here watching a casket match. Watching Mark Henry get put in the casket, and an hour later, thing an Undertaker showing up at my door. They're in Chicago, forty-five minutes away from the Allstate Arena. Like I don't know, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, oh my man, god, man, that's good. So terrified, terrified is of the Undertaker until probably like two thousand, like ten. Yeah, because you know, it's all of it. Put like, your dad, it was, put your dad was, in a home, huh? When your dad gets old enough, put him in a home. <laughs> i still talk to the neighbor and he's like yep i still remember doing it. i'm like man you like you terrified me as a child yep. like this like traumatized me so i just yep. oh and i always remember that wrestlemania because it was just like oh 
So yeah. yeah. See, Quick story. Though, all right, so. I mean, I'll wrap this up because we got to move forward. I have yeah, a fair, sorry, my bad. no, no, no. I love, I love it when y'all do that. That's what. That's one reason why I love the show because it's not just about the comparison; it's about everything that we love about it. Um, I have a very unique comparison on this. Steve and I have talked about this before. I did not watch the Attitude Era live. I watched WCW only live for two reasons. Number one, WCW was a little cleaner. So growing up in the home I grew up in, my parents were more okay with WCW and uh, and people getting beat up than crotch chops and suck it and all that stuff. They were a lot more okay with the with WCW than in the Attitude Era. So I my first time I saw Kane live on a TV show or on a pay per view was him without a mask. I did not see him ever with the mask. I saw pictures of him like on magazines or or you know people would like show me at school. They'd go they'd print off on their printer paper because we didn't have cell phones. So they print off a printer paper and they come in and go, "Dude, look at the new mask Kane's wearing or whatever." You know, so I saw I saw that, but I never saw him in the mask live until he put it back on uh, as part of his later gimmicks. But now I'm watching the Attitude Era in order now as an adult, and I'm actually in that build where Kane and Undertaker uh, we just had Survivor Series, so Kane and Undertaker have been going back and forth verbally for just over a month now, and we're building to WrestleMania. As a booker and a storyteller, I love the mask more because the intrigue of who's under there and what what is what if he if he was really in a fire, what does his face look like? And and you and the fact you don't know emotion, you don't know if he's smiling, you don't know if he's angry, you don't know anything. The mask it's it's Michael Myers. You don't know what he's thinking. Oh. You don't you don't know what so that the magic of that. But as a person watching it later, if you open up a door to a dark room and you see that evil smile and the and the and the bad eye in the shadows the the unmasked cane I'm with Tino the unmasked cane is scarier to me in person but as a booker and a storyteller keep the mask on so that's kind of where I am so if I have to pick one I'm going mask undertake uh mask cane but if I want to meet the guy face to face the unmasked cane scares me more personally yeah because yeah you can see his face then you can see how angry he is or how evil he is so yeah so there's a little bit of that all right cool next one number 7 here we go Someone mentioned it earlier. It's a little perfect teaser. You get to pick one of these two scenarios. NXT Europe launches, and the old WWF European Championship is the title prize in NXT Europe. Or we go to TV 14 in the WWE, and they bring back the Hardcore Championship and get rid of the 24-7 Championship. So which scenario do you like better? Bringing back the European title for NXT Europe or bringing back the Hardcore Championship for TV 14? Which one do you like more? Is this for Raw and SmackDown, the TV Main 14? roster. Main roster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Easy one for me. Steve, start off then. I'm, I'm biased, aren't I? It's going to be the European title. That's it. You know... It's in my in my continent, isn't it? I need that to come back here. So uh, for me, I, I was a big fan of the European title growing up. Obviously, uh, WWE had the United States Championship, and obviously it was the Intercontinental in WWE growing up. So the idea when the European came in, okay, yes, it wasn't the top tier title, but still, um, from nostalgia and re- felt their representation. Obviously, the British Bulldog going for it as well. Uh, that was always a title that meant a lot to me. And I've done uh, a couple of videos on this before, but I don't think TV14 makes a huge difference to WWE. Yes, okay, we had the era of tv14 what we have back in the day but if we're going to have it now um people are not going to look at it the same way that you looked at it 20 years ago because society has changed it is different uh, and you're going to upset countless sponsors so in my opinion i 
I don't think that TV14 makes a big difference. If anything, it will harm the product more than help it. And if you go back to the Attitude Era, um, Bamage, you're doing that right now, actually, on the network. Keep an eye on the top corner. Yeah, there'll be times it says TV14, but quite a lot of the stuff is actually in a PG rating at times through segments. So it's not actually just because of the fact that you think the Attitude Era with the rosy tint glasses, oh, it's all TV14. A number of it was under the PG. If WB wanted to, and you can see now that Triple H has the pencil, the envelope is being opened further, or the door is not on the hinges anymore, whichever way you want to look at it. Triple H was doing more creative stuff with WWE than Vince McMahon was because Vince was playing it super yeah. safe. Triple H was going, I can do more with this. So Without I will crossing do more those lines, it. yes. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. for me, European title all day long, but of course, I'm biased. I mean, I'm going to agree with Steven. The one thing is about that, too, with, like, NXT Black and Gold brand. They've, they've even said it a million times. Triple H didn't need the TV-14. NXT Black and Gold brand was all PG, and you saw what he did on the network. He crossed the line a little bit, but it wasn't too much. He had the matches with Gargano and Ciampa, and he had these matches with Andrade. He made so many stars that it just, you know, and I think in adding the European title would be something that NXT kind of, like, if, you know, you'd said, like, it, it, it would be the main title. But what if it could also be like a mid, like an intercontinental title too, where it's like it could add something else to the brand, where it has somebody else fighting for it, you know? Yep. And I would, I wouldn't even mind it being the top title. It, just, you know what I mean? And I just think that would be great. And that's the one thing with like, you know, like the like the, going to the hardcore and the TV fourteen. What are they really gonna do? And what else are they really going to be able to like? push the envelope on because then what it's going to be is the attitude era 2.0 and then people are going to be complaining about it because it's not living up to what triple h and dx and all them did back then and then it's going to be something else for people to complain about and it just you know so i would love to i love the style of the european title too i think that just looks so cool and it just i that's what i think i would love to bring the european title to nxt all right tristan i want you to go last because i'm not going to be very long I am split on this because I, I hate the 24-7 championship, but I love the concept of it. A title that anywhere, anytime can can be in jeopardy, and you've got to go for it. Uh, the 24-7 championship could have been done better. I think Triple H is on purpose getting rid of it because it has just such a bad taste in people's mouth. But in the beginning, what, what the stuff Drake Maverick was doing with it was hilarious. I, oh, so, it, so it proved to me you can do the right thing with it and get that belt over and get yourself over with it. But ever since since then, I love our truth but the only thing our truth did with it was win it 500 times, and that was what made it funny. You know, so I it, lost track. What was it? I know. I know. It's, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's like 65 times 24 7 championships, something like that. It's, 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 it's hilarious. <laughs> but, um, but so having said that, for me personally, going forward with the future of this company, I think the fans Triple H wants to bring back to fall in love with the WWE again. Will come back more for the for the European title than the hardcore title. I, I think if they get wind of that championship is back and it is the prize to win in NXT Europe, then man, if you're in your NXT Europe, you get to hold the same belt that the British Bulldog held, that that um, that Shawn Michaels held, that Triple H held, that D'Lo Brown held, that Mark Henry held. You can hold that same exact belt that they once held. We're bringing it out of the museum up here in Stanford, and we're putting it back on circulation. That is the belt. You can hold that belt again if you join NXT Europe. To me, that's so much better than attracting the uh, the 
I hate to say it this, but attracting the fans that don't care about selling and registering, just how bad can these guys do death matches with each other? I don't think Triple H wants that fan base to come over to the WWE. I think he's fine with them going to see GCW and, and all of these independent shows. I think the fans Triple H wants to bring back are the ones that true the value storytelling and true in-ring good wrestling. The European Championship re represents that. So I'm going to pick the European Championship as well. Now, Tristan, the floor is yours. So, okay, so I disagree with everything that you guys, with the 99% of what you guys have said. Damn. Uh, wow. Let me, let me tell you why. TV 14 should come back. Here's the reason why TV 14 should come back. People, how many of you guys, and I'm not asking if you watch it with your kids, how many of you guys watch Sesame Street right now? Yeah. Right? Not me. Why? Because you outgrew it. You outgrew it. The, the, the ruthless aggression era is is when they started toning everything down a little bit, right? And then they went into the PG era. The PG era is less than 20 years old. So if we're watching pro, let's say it's about 15 years old. So if we are started watching pro wrestling, the person that started watching um, the PG era probably came upon it halfway when they were five, right? So that person now is probably 10. They're almost getting ready to be 14. They might need something to, to, to keep their interest. When I was a kid, you know, uh, unlike, um, you know, everybody else in the world, I watched everything. I watched ECW. I watched WCW. But I always loved ECW a little bit and WWE a lot because it catered to me. I was a 14-year-old, you know, 13-year-old. I was a teenager, and I was into those kind of things that I shouldn't have been into. You know, but they but they called towards me. But the only the safe part, though, is that you don't want to lose your sponsors. Your sponsors are paying a lot. You can't get Stridex. You can't get uh, 1-800-COLLECT. You can't you can't get those things anymore because they don't really exist or advertise anymore. So you're going to lose your your um, Snickers, you know, advertising. You don't want to lose that. So what do you do? I think Triple H is doing a good job. I will agree with you guys on that part, that he's trying to find that line right in the middle where where you can still give everybody what they want and bring back those old fans. Right. Yeah. How about the belt? If I was going to bring back the belt, I would definitely bring back the, the NXT, I would call it the NXT European Championship, and I would base it off the lineage of the European Championship because – Looking at the list, 11 of those people have gone on to be world champions yes. someplace else in the WWE or someplace else. So that's a great lineage for them to build off of and, and, and utilize that as, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're here. So if I had to choose gun to the head, I would probably choose the belt. But I want to disagree with all you guys first. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yep. Number eight, next one. This is a fun one. Which faction ended too soon? The Hurt Ooh. Business or The Brood? Wow. I'm a Hurt Business. Mm. Why? Why did it end too soon? I mean, I just think, like, like the way, like, that it was building and the way that it could have gone with The Hurt Business, everything was great. They were tag team champions. Cedric was over. Shelton was over again. Like, Shelton hasn't been over since then in a long time. Bobby was doing it. MVP was a great mouthpiece. And it was just like they gave up on it too soon. 
And it was like, why? Like, they were doing it, especially, like, right now with the factions that we have. We have Imperium, we have the Brawling Brutes, we have Bloodline. We have, like, that's what I've always loved about wrestling, too, is the factions, where it's like, like, I love the Brood. Like, I've lo- like I just, I think, like, and maybe that's just because I really don't remember too much of it, because I was, like, I kind of haven't, like, that's one thing I kind of, I want to do what you're doing right now is go back and rewatch everything. Like, I highly watched, encourage like, it. Go back and do it. Bits <laughs> yeah. and pieces. Like, I've yeah. went back, like, I've seen all the WrestleManias and everything, but I want to go back and watch the weekly Raws and SmackDowns and everything. But the way the Hurt Business was used and everything, like, I think it could have been so great. And imagine right now if it would have been built up to where, like, the Bloodline and the Hurt Business or, like, like I think, like, the promos between them would have been great. And it's like, you know, so maybe I will have to go back and watch that. Maybe I'll have a different opinion, but I'm going to go Hurt Business. So. All right. I'm going to jump in here real quick. I wish I, could say, I wish I could say both. I feel like in the time period that when the brew came out, it was right at the peak of when the dark vampire and, you know, uh, stuff like that was starting to happen. And so I feel like, I feel like it ran its course. I, I mean, I think they could have evolved it. I think it could have taken a different change and go, but that gimmick has a lifespan. I, I feel like they're what, how many, how many guys can you bite in the neck? How much, how many times can you come up through fire? You know, I feel like there was a shelf life on, on how much more, maybe another two or three months they could have gotten out of it before finally Edge and Christian needed to become Edge and Christian that we remember and we love. So I, I feel like the Hurt Business could still have traction right now. I, I feel like they could still have easily had another six months, year, two years. And there's rumors that Bobby is pushing now that Vince McMahon is gone. We know why Vince did this. Vince said, Bobby, if you want to be a world champion, no dead weight. you got to stand on your own, dude. And so I, I hate it. Bad decision. I don't know why you couldn't have a champion within the Hurt Business. That, but why did they do that when Roman is doing the same thing? It's like, like that, you know. Because what I mean? Roman's like, not Bobby. Roman's uh, Roman's thirty five years old. Uh, Bobby's forty seven. So that's why, you know. And Bobby still yeah. looks like he looks like when he was in two thousand five. You're, you're, you're preaching to the choir, man. I hate He's it. But when I, Come yeah, on, now. you're preaching to the choir. I you hate know. it. So, but yeah, I'm picking the hurt business for sure. They should still exist today. They should. Justin. All right. Um, yeah. So this is a tough one for me. I mean. I guess the brood was the brood, you know. I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, that milk was sitting in the back of the fridge, expired. You know, I mean, the the heck did you know two thirds of the group? What the heck did they ever do with their careers after the brood? Right? I don't know. Wow. You know, like they they did really good for themselves, you know, and and I hey, think Gabriel that still teared it up, man. He's still tearing it up. Say, didn't he just compete with the Hardy Boys in like that final reunion tour before Matt or Jeff yep. got in all that trouble? Yep. Right. Yeah. And but the but the hurt business though, the hurt business was perfect for the pandemic. Yes. It was look like uh, I'm look. If anybody is watching this in like 20 years, you do not have to go back and ever watch the pandemic era of the WWE. There, there, there was there was there was no the only reason we watched because there was nothing to do. I mean, it, was, right. it was terrible. And again, these are my opinions and my opinions alone. And my opinions are not the opinions of uh, Batman Chatter. But it, it was terrible. But the hurt business made it worth watching. Yes. Oh, what is about to do this week? You know, like come on, like for me, that's that's what it was for me. But yes. I think everything has done it t- has taken its course. I think everything came and went in the time that it should have. If the hurt business does happen to you know go back in business, see what I did there? I like it. I would I would still look to see what they what they have to offer. So that's me and the hurt business. Steve, go ahead, sir. 
Full house. Um, for me personally, the Brood, they, like you said, they had a shelf life. Um, we know what we got with them afterwards. They were a opening to mid card act at best really although they had a real cool ass theme song and they were they were great stable i enjoyed them but they joined the ministry uh then corporate ministry all that malarkey as well at the time so they end up being like the how can we put this if you compare it to modern day like bullet club they were like the b squad yeah. that's pretty much where the they B-team. were they, they, they were yeah. they were the b team so <laughs> The Hurt Business, there was nothing B-team about them when they were about, and they were broke up at the wrong time. Yeah. Just think about the time when um, we had, uh, the same as the New Day being broke up at the same time, by the way, when Biggie became champion. We had where we had uh, the Bloodline, we had uh, New Day, and we had the Hurt Business all at the same time. That would have been perfect for War Games oh, if they had done God. it that year. That would have been phenomenal if they had built that up, and they didn't oh. do it. Um, they, they, they broke, they put... Kofi and Xavier on one on SmackDown, Biggie on Raw. Then they broke up the Hurt Business, and like you said, for the reasons of what they chose. But the Hurt Business, everything just clicked, and it just felt for me, it was the, it was like the. I know they were trying to go with like a Nation of Domination twenty years later, but for me, it almost felt a bit like Evolution esque because that's what, uh, that's what Bobby Lashley said. That's what they were going for. Was it was a they, it was a Nation yeah. Evolution mix? Yeah. The, the, yeah. My apologies. My, the dirt sheets suggested it like a nation, but for me, it never came across that way. You had MVP right. was like the Ric Flair of the group. You had Bobby Lashley was the Triple H. You had then the up and come, well, the up and coming Cedric. Shelton really wasn't under that. He was still a, a, a you know a, a veteran of, of it at the time, but still was kind of that person in the background, probably like the yeah, Batista, I suppose, of it or Randy Orton, whichever side you want to look at. Just it, but... the, how about just literally the best wrestler in the group? Shelton is phenomenal. The, the stuff I mean, that they can I mean, do is incredible. It. Yeah. He still deserves a proper run. Yeah, he he deserves a proper run before he stops because for me he's a phenomenal athlete. But at the same time, you look at it, her business they were they were printing money. In my opinion, they they had a lot of stuff they'd left to do. They were broke up almost abruptly, um, and you can see what it done to people afterwards. I mean, a lot two 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 of them end up in catering for what the last best part of the last two years, which for me is criminal. We have an act that's over. If it's not broke, don't fix it. So right. for me, um, as, as Tristan said, put them back in business. If that's if the rumors are true, Bobby that wants it back, do it. I mean, even if you have Almost in the group as well, because like he can be the big heavy that's in the background as well that can do you know the big you know giant man stuff when it's needed to be done as well. That just do the stuff before you get to the final boss in Bobby Lashley. Do what you need to do with the group. For me, her business should be around, should still be around. I agree with you. Two years, they would still be doing it and still killing it now. Agreed. Good stuff, guys. All right. I see you don't agree with Omos, uh-huh. but still, that's just uh-huh. a, just a, a, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a, <clears throat> I'm not a fan of Omos. No, neither am I. But the thing is, the guy, the guy, need, if he's going to be in the company, needs a role. His role currently for me doesn't work. If he's someone in the background as a bodyguard, I think that's a better use for him because then you can use him when you need to, rather than the fact that he has to be like the forefront of the match. Because when he's the forefront of the match, he gets exposed. Yeah. Did we see that camera angle last night that they did for SmackDown when they like put like yeah, yeah like like yeah. Omos is like ten feet taller and Braun looks like a child like what yeah. now hey man. okay uh, yeah. look my whole thing is the reason why they probably put Omos on TV every week is because they don't want him to sit in catering he eats a lot of food I would <laughs> 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 all right now oh, yeah. yeah here we go who did more with the King of the Ring gimmick Baron Corbin or Booker T. Booker T. Oh. Yeah, what kind of question are you asking us? Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> oh, hell, King of Booker. Booker. Oh, Don't forget the pinky. Come on, guys. Let's mm. see. Where, where's he at? Can I show you guys? Is he right there? All hell, King Booker. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Funny as well. All right, then, I'll, I'll, then, then, I'll, I'll then I'll start. 
I'm going to give Booker T a 51 to 49 on this one. Baron Corbin made me want to punch the TV. Yeah, I'll that. agree with that. I'll My agree with that. gosh. I, I hate the, that the, man. The, 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 the Game of Thrones crown, the fur jacket, having to be carried to the ring on that platform every week. The way he named himself King Corbin and how he said there's, oh a, there's only one king in L.A. and it ain't LeBron James. I was like, are you kidding me right now, man? Everything Baron did made me hate him, hate him, hate him. So, yes, he did a ton with that gimmick, but King Booker is just iconic. So I'm going to give oh. a slight edge to King Booker, but I got to get Barry his props. He made me hate no, him yeah, so much did. when he won that gimmick. He's still doing that. I still, I love to hate that guy. Like, he's growing on me so much where it's like, I just, I want to punch he's him, so but I, I want to see him come out. Yes. I want to see him come out. His, his hats, all of it. And hey, they got rid of Happy Corbin. I'll take it. It's back to Baron. And with JBL <laughs> behind him, woo Oh my God. Ooh, I was yeah. hoping he was going to come out and dress up in a suit like JBL. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, been wonderful. Every he comes out and they think it's JBL, but it's really Corbin. Funny as up. That's come you. on. All right, so I, I guess I have. I guess I have to agree. You know, Corbin. I guess he grew on me. He's like an STD. He just learned to live with. Him. <laughs> He's like an STD. <laughs> but King Booker is definitely the one that I, that I would go for. You know, I think King that 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 gave King Booker <laughs> a shot of adrenaline. Yeah, that's what it did. But you know, like Baron Corbin, like for me, it's like, oh, Baron Corbin's on the TV. Let me let, let me go see if I if I left the uh, the dishwasher on. I don't ever use the dishwasher. I have hard water in my neighborhood. <laughs> I will say something slightly controversial. Um, I will say that Baron Corbin is, I think, the best king of the ring in the last decade. Wow. Yeah. Because if Xavier would have the potential. But they gave up on the gimmick too quickly. Yeah, yeah they didn't do the gimmick. They very built well. him up so much, especially if like up, up, down, down, and all the much he talks about it, and with everything. Yeah, like, I think he's almost on parallel with Barrett. But Sheamus wasn't a good one either, in my opinion. Sheamus just lost as King of the Ring. Barrett did okay, but started losing. I prefer Bad News Barrett rather than King Barrett personally. So I'd say like that. But if you're coming in the last fifteen years or before that, then of course we're talking. We're talking. King Booker, aren't we, all day? Look, they had Charmel, he had the gimmick, he had the throne, he won the world title. You know, he, he rejuvenated Booker T from what was arguably someone that was, you know, he was a, a fairly upper mid-card guy when he came in in the evasion, uh, one of the top WCW guys, then sort of went to that mid-card, had the team with gold dust, but then when he went to move to SmackDown 2004, 5-6 area before King Booker, he was sort of fading away. He was kind of like a household name, but not really doing a lot, in my opinion. Uh, maybe a United States Championship run was, was in there with Bobby Lashley at some point. But uh, once he became King Booker, the guy became the face of SmackDown. He became the person that was the, the focal point of that show. Um, there was the, the time as well when everyone wanted John Cena to go over and beat him as well, that, that sort of thing going on. So for me, King Booker at that point rejuvenated his career as I said, he gave him, rather than being the five-time, he was the six-time world champion. Uh, Rumors can't do the five-time anymore. But still, uh, for me, I would go with Booker as the choice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, I wonder if, I, I mean, I get it. They gave it, to, they gave it to Xavier because since he was a kid, that's what he's always wanted was to win King of the Ring. So yeah. I know that was a big deal. But yeah, I feel like, and this may be, this may be a stupid statement, but I feel like baby faces can't win it. They can't, it's like, how, how am I supposed to rub this in your face that I'm king of the ring? I, I feel like mm-hmm. it's really hard to to get it over as a babyface, unless literally you win it and go, 
you know, open King's challenge. Who wants to come fight the King tonight? You know, maybe at that point you can build respect with it, but I feel like the King of the Ring gimmick is built for a heel. And so it's it's yeah. really hard to, to do it that way. Let me ask you guys this question before we move to the next one. Looking across the WWE's roster right now, it looks like they're going to bring King of the Ring back as a full-on tournament and, and even a pay-per-view next year. If they do that, right now looking at the roster, who should be the next King? Hmm. I got to think about that one. Mm. It's a big roster. It's, yeah, it's I know. I mean, that's like every week. I, right? Like, yeah, like, right? Somebody could be king of the ring that isn't right now. Santos Escobar. Yes. Yes. I love that. I okay. love that. I didn't even think about that, especially with Queen Zelina Vega. Like, she won it, so Ooh. they can kind of play off of that yeah. a little bit. Power I'm in. I love that. I didn't even think about that, man, Steve. You, you made me forgot everybody I was thinking about. That's <laughs> good. I mean, damn. No, I can't think of it. Seriously. If, if Pete, you sold it to me. If Pete Dunn turns heel again, I would love to see him win it. Oh, Pete Dunn. That's all I, I respond that's all his name is. I don't even who's Butch? Butch who? Huh? Nope. Man, I just can we just can we like erase our memories for like the last like four or five months of Give Triple H time. Stuff? He's slowly turning. Give yeah. Triple H time. He's yeah. doing it. He's yeah. doing it. He's doing it. Just, just look right. it's looking to the light. Yep. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say Tristan, you, oh you got God. you got you got one on your mind? Let me see. I need. But I'm sitting here looking at the whole WWE roster right That's now. That's what I was about to do. Go on the app. <laughs> I'm just scrolling, and nobody like jumps out to me. Maybe LA Knight. Well, LA Knight would be good. Very good choice. Very good choice. Me- I like. That, I like that they're they're building him back up to yes. like LA Knight. The little like promos that they're doing. Right. Let's yep, can, yeah, yeah. You imagine him like summoning everybody, then just to go. Let me talk to you. Yeah, just let me talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Riddle. Yeah, he could, Riddle bring, he could bring the dummy back as well to like all the court gestures, like dummy. You know what I mean? Just yep. get that out there, like impact style. Okay, I, I, I take it back. There is a baby face who could get a lot out of this, and that's Matt Riddle. That's it. He could that's get a lot that. out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Let me oh, ask, God, let me ask you this: Is Seth Rollins too big to win it? Yeah, you think so? I feel yeah. like he's already too over. Where it's just like what, like Seth is okay. That's just another thing to add to his resume, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? he doesn't like, need it. Two-time yeah, grand slam, like it needs like like Santos. Like that would make like him and Zelina like the like it would make like like I feel like I I could already see them doing it. But imagine if that happened. We could see Miz and Maurice versus yep. Santos and you, Zelina. I could already see it. You know who'd be perfect sitting here looking at the roster now? Go ahead. The Miz. The Miz. Oh, my God. Don't add to his ego the more than you already did. I would love it. Bro, I would love it. It went like looking at the character. Like the, if I'm sitting at the table right now and, and I'm sitting there and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to argue the point, I would tell Triple H, make it the Miz. The Miz is seen everywhere. He's been on Dancing with the Stars. It'll be great for his career. It'll be great for other baby faces to come up and just rub up against him and yeah. get the rub. Yeah. And so they, they go their own ways. It'd be great for him to enter back into the world championship picture because, you know, when the Miz was the champion and the Miz was at WrestleMania, where was it in Miami? Mm-hmm. Was it Miami? Nobody really cared that he wrestled John Cena. You know what I mean? Was it John at, Cena he wrestled? Rock, it was, yeah, because that's because the Rock was there. Oh, right. It's got to be the worst. No, 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 no. It was 20, it was 27. Where was 27 yeah. at? 
Atlanta. Yeah, it was Atlanta because that was the one with Edge and Alberto. That was CM Punk yeah. and Randy. Yeah, 28 is oh, where the Hell in the Cell match was yep. and John Cena Rock won. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I want to yeah. forget 27. And, and I love the Miz winning it because then on Miz and Mrs., he can sit there with a the crowd and Maurice can go, get off your couch and go change a diaper, dude. Stop doing your fantasy dress. Get out of here. You can tell him, look, you might be the king of the ring, but in this house, I'm the queen. That's right. Exactly. That's right. No, I, lo- I love that suggestion because that oh, just for if me, I don't know how long Miz has got left in him, but I, he seems like he's still got a, a, quite a bit of mileage in the tank there, and it just that could take him to another level again because his character could, could just do with a little tweak and something as simple as winning King of the Ring could be perfect for that. So I think it's a great suggestion. He would be. T- he would be. He it would, it like... would be another King Booker today. It would be a revitalization Ooh. of his career. 100%. Yes, Charmel is Marie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, we could bring Marjo in. We could bring uh, his dad in. That would be great. Yeah, his, bring his, all of it. his family oh, is entertaining. His dad would be the court gesture of his faction. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be so great. His oh my god, already on TV. So in the summertime, if they do it in the summertime, you know, bring them out on the road and like go tend to my children. Yep. You know, like things yeah. they could do. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, we got we got to move, boys. Number ten. Here we go. Which WCW pay-per-view should NXT bring back next? World War Three or Super Brawl? Mm. Interesting. Super Brawl. Why? Is it bad that I don't remember these two? Because World War Three was like the Royal Rumble, so it's like they already they already do that. And if you do World War Three in full in full sale, you're going to sacrifice seats. So I think Super Brawl would be something that I would bring back. I completely agree. I'm, I was very close to turning this to TV 14, but uh, let's just say it's a cluster, World War Three. It's hard to keep up with. Uh, I've been going through WCW through the network uh, for the last couple of years now, and every time I got to World War Three, I got so excited to realize the 60 people in three different rings, and I miss about half of them being eliminated because yep. the camera can't keep up. So yep. for me, Super Brawl, for me, it's just a legacy name. Um, but if I want to be just playing devil's advocate banner, if I could have my way, there is one set and meant to be the same date as Final Battle this year. Ring of Honor's Final Battle will be on December the 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Earmarked Backstage is meant to be the idea of the next NXT Premium Live event. I hope it's Starcade. That's the one I want, just for the lineage of what we represented around that time of year as well. But uh, for the two options you gave me, Super Brawl all day long. I almost put Starcade on this list, but I just wanted to hear if you guys thought the World War Three concept could work, and I'm glad y'all are talking about it. Tino, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember either one of these. I haven't watched either one of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm, I'm like the young kid here. But, I mean, honestly, like, I think the World War Three would kind of be cool because what if they did it where it's like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, That's and they kind of nice did idea. it like Survivor, like Survivor Series, but not Survivors because I hope they keep Survivor Series War Games like the staple. Like, I think that would be great. That would make Survivor Series every year be great. And why then the World War Three would be something where – you know, have all three bands come back. It's it's in the name world. It's World War Three. The three bands are going to war. Or bands, war, brands, brands, yeah, brands. going to war. Brands, so, not bands. Yeah. We're all bands, all bands, guys. But yeah, no, all three brands going to war. I think that would be great. Like, and that's the one thing. Like with Survivor Series, I wonder if they're gonna do. Like, are they still gonna do the Survivor Series traditional matches? And think, if they were, I, I think they are. But the War Games matches will be more storyline related and not brand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that because I heard the storyline thing, but yeah, that would be my thing is the war, right. World War Three, and that would be my like thing for it. What, right. what was Super Bowl? 
Was Super Bowl Super just Bowl, like a World War Super Bowl was okay. It, whoever won the World War Three Battle Royal got to face the champion at Super Brawl. So, oh, okay. So it was it wasn't as big as Starcade. It was almost pretty much like it was weird. Starcade was the end of the year. Everything culminated at Starcade, but Super Brawl was kind of like the first major pay per view of the new year. So it was kind of not really a WrestleMania, but like right under that level for them. So oh, okay, gotcha. Probably need to go back and watch that. You need to tell me where to start. You need to give me like the timestamp, the day to start on all these, so I can start rewatching. World War Three was debuted in 1995. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not. You were I, yeah. I was negative one. <laughs> <laughs> My dad wasn't even thinking. He's like, I don't want kids. All right, I'll, I'll, so, ju- I'll jump in real quick, and then y'all can add on anything to it. Super, yeah, Brawl, yeah. Super Brawl I would bring back because I think it's just a great name, and it, you could definitely get a lot of cool stuff out of it. Plus, if you want to have a match where the winner of this faces the champion at Super Brawl, you know, you could definitely make that work. The World War Three gimmick, I'm only going to say yes to it if they do exactly what Tino said. I love having a Ring of Raw, a Ring of SmackDown, a Ring of NXT, and the, win- and the three winners get a, tri- a triple threat match. The winner gets a shot at something. That's beautiful. I love that idea. So... So my question to Tino is, um, you put the three P, you put the three teams in there, and they go ahead and they and they and they do their thing. I mean, the three brands: Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. What does the winner get? I mean, I mean that. I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, would it be just maybe like like you said? Could it be like a title shot where like a triple threat? Could it be just brand supremacy? I don't know. Like that would be the one thing where it's like, what could they? Because the way you guys like, is that how it would be? There would be like a, the whole roster, or is it like like five, ten people? Like, I would, know? I would do the winner gets number thirty in the rumble. See, I'm surprised they don't do that for a, like a thing in general. Like what? And like what? Ha- like I really hope we're a rumble season. We get some qualifying matches. Like what yes. happens back in the day? We get yes. some more rumble qualifying match. Right. Let's see them go do the little ball thing at the rumble. Like what happened to all that? Like I've I've watched all the pay per views. It's just like like I said, the Raw and SmackDowns and stuff. And like I miss when they did like the ball thing. And like, right. you know, like they could have like Kayla Braxton back there. I'd love her. Her, her interaction with Sami Zayn would be great again. Like all of it. So like, my whole thing when it comes to Super Brawl is that. You, you, I mean, that's who brought to um, World War Three. Is that with your idea, Tino? Is that you would have everybody come out and it would do a they would do a, a, a Royal Rumble per se, except they, it'd be a battle royal because it'd already be in the ring. Just okay. to get number thirty, Dave, in the in the Royal Rumble for all that, then we just not do the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, and and but when you really think about brand supremacy as well too, do you really? It's not like back in the day to where SmackDown had its own pay-per-view, Raw had its own pay-per-view, and occasionally they would all touch. Yeah. Like right now, they see each other every 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 month, and maybe once a month you got a champion going back and forth. Yeah. So like, do we really care about brand supremacy? No, I mean that, and that's that's one thing where it's kind of like went away from that, and I enjoyed that. Like back in the day, like even 2016 when they did it, when they did like the back, like that backlash. I think wasn't a backlash when there was Dean, it was Cena and AJ. Yeah, like that was like the first one I felt like, like I felt like I was tiny again watching a SmackDown pay per view. Like you know, like I I think that would be great. All right, next one. Here we go. Y'all y'all alluded to it earlier. This one's fun. This or that. Which tag team rivalry deserves one more match? The New Day and the Usos or Beer Money and the Motor City Machine Guns? Oh, get this. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> so when I fell out of love with wrestling, right, because I became too cool, and I got bamboozled by my friend to go check out wrestling at the TNA at, uh, t- for TNA, 
in Universal Orlando when I worked at Universal Orlando and I fell back in love with wrestling. One of the things I, I mean, let me tell you, I went to a lot of those TNA pay-per-views between 04 and 07. A lot of them because it was free. I worked on Sundays and I would just walk down, you know, um, you know, to the sound stage and watch. And the Motor City Machine Guns and 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 what's that? Bear Money, Bear Money. you know, they Bear Money they were amazing to watch. It was I wasn't watching WWE at the time. You know, because I remember I fell out of love with wrestling. And it was great to watch those guys. I mean, I would love to see what it is that they would have to offer now. And, you know, in as terms of, you know, they're older and they're smarter. And they'll not only that they'll work smarter, but they'll work hard as well, too. But, you know, sign me up for that one. The New Day and, and, and Usos, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that for now. <laughs> I agree. I agree with Christian on that. I agree, especially to the point where it's just like, like we. I feel like with the new Usos and the New Day, we've seen that like recently, where it's like I would love to see like a match we haven't seen in a while. Like I, I'm just over the New Day and the Usos. Like they've had great matches. I love the Hell in the Cell match and everything, but I just can't. Like I'm just so like over the repetitive nation, and that's the one thing great about Triple H. I'm so happy we get to see different matchups every single week. Like Lugwig versus Rey Mysterio. Didn't think I'd ever see that, but I'm down for it, even if it is named is Lugwig. Like I think like it was a great match. Just different types of matchups, and like the New Day and Usos just, just over. It, it just. Needs not not happen anymore. All right, Steve. Maybe I want, in like five years. Steve, I want you to finish this one out. Um, okay. I, I I hear everything you guys are saying. The only reason I want to see the Usos and the New Day one more time is because the Usos are getting so close to that record of of days. They're getting so close to that. So to have that that potential, could they break our record and 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 all of that? So maybe, maybe, maybe. Plus, without Big E, I'm sorry, they're not the New Day. There's something missing when those two guys come out and Big yeah. E's not with them. And again, back to Vince McMahon. What you let Kofi win the title and stay within the New Day? Why couldn't Big E have done the same thing? I don't understand the logic on that. I don't understand why they did it that way, but hands down, I even tweeted at James Storm and said, is there any way this match can happen one more time? And he tweeted back to me just the thinking emoji. But my gosh, the the, the idea that James Storm and Robert Roode and Alex, and Alex Shelley and Chris Sabian could get back in the ring and give us one more iconic final, the, the loser retires forever kind of match, you've got to tell me that match has got to happen. I, I, I don't usually fly across country to see stuff like that. I I will probably book a ticket to go watch that match because that that is one of the most iconic tag team rivalries of all time. So I'm with you guys. If they announce it tonight, you going? I, my wife will kill me, but, but, I, but I will. But I will. I will. I will beg on my hands and knees. Please let me, and I'll see what she says. Steve finishes out. I'm probably about nine or ten hours away in the flight if I was to come over. But uh, yeah, at the same time, the only thing I was going to say is we are going to get the new day newsers again, whether we like it or not. Um, I mean, for me, I'm down to see either rivalry. I like both uh, sets of tag team matches to over the years. But like you said, with the story of the Usos, it's going to happen on a SmackDown between now and Survivor Series. I wouldn't be surprised if we mentioned the idea of War Games. Uh, just an idea, potentially, we could get the Brutes and the New Day against Bloodline in War Games. Could be a potential thing, as it seems to be the rivalries right now, because Logan Paul will be off in the in the sunset once uh, Crown Jewel is out of the way. But to give my answer short and sweet, look, you guys have all said it. Uh, if, if there's a reason to get Impact Plus today, it's just to go back and watch the best of series yes. between Beer Money and the Motor Seat Machine Guns. They are phenomenal. I was at Best of Five, phenomenal tag team matches, all epic, different styles of matches as well. It stole the whole I year. Would, it stole the whole you, year. It did. Yes. And you 
you can get the new day and the usos like i said in wwe but not everybody's under the same banner i don't know james storm turns up here and there in impact nowadays robert rude is still signed with wwe the most machine guns are still killing it in impact as well right now and let's be fair i think Motorcycle Machine Guns are probably the best tag team that's never been in WWE. Uh, they're absolutely phenomenal with the stuff they do, unless I've missed something somewhere. I'd love to have seen how they would mix up with some of the teams like the New Day and the Usos and stuff like that. But uh, we'll never get to the, see that you probably mean, with Motorcycle Machine Guns. But for me... You mean an impact? Uh, I don't see... I, I think that's probably the best tag team that's never been in WWE. Oh, that's the never been. Guns. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, that's okay. never been. Okay. So if, 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 if I cut out or if I did not... And, uh, get that through clearly. Apologies, but yeah, I think they're the best tag team that's never been on a Raw SmackDown competing against I the agree top with teams. That. They they were literally like the breath of fresh air of the tag team division. What we see now with all these fresh tag teams doing stuff on Dynamite and stuff like that, most of the machine guns were doing that 15, 20 years ago. They were a different level of breath of fresh air to everybody and probably inspired a lot of what we see today. Um, so for me, that's my answer is beer money versus the most of the machine guns because I just don't think we're going to get it. So it's definitely the one I'd want to see. All right, number 12. Here we go. Who gets to keep the best in the world moniker? Chris Jericho or CM Punk? <laughs> well, I mean, CM Punk probably made it famous. Jericho was the original. So it depends if you want the originality. Why was that not you... on the line in the WrestleMania match? Why was that moniker not on the line? It should have been. Should have been. It should have been. Himself. Yeah said it was to do with uh, alcohol um yeah for whatever reason they chose to do that angle but no i totally agree with the best of the world thing it's difficult but i mean look the for everything that he's gone through in the last uh what couple of months let's say uh cm punk we can't take away for what he his time in the business when he was most hot most over jericho has ways of reinventing himself all the time he's done so many different variations of his character and been remembered for those i mean obviously he's going through the ocho right now which is is fun for some the sports entertainer uh you know bit of the bubble you know it was back when he first started AEW. he's done all these different things so best of the world is it you just made the, the list that, yeah exactly but <laughs> is is best in the world the top three things you think of when you think of chris jericho you've got lionheart you've got you know the rock and roller of jericho back in the i don't think it's what you first think of with chris jericho so for that reasoning i will say cm punk because yeah the first thing i think when i think best of the world i go back to money in the bank 2011 so that that's going to be my reason for it now my my question is are we basing this truly on they embody that name or that's what we think of when we hear that phrase if it's if it's that, if it's that what we think of when we hear the phrase 100% it's CM Punk but on my top, but on my top 10 list maybe even eventually my Mount Rushmore CM Punk ain't touching my top 10. Jericho's already in it. Jericho might end up in my Mount Rushmore when it's all said and done. If it's about who embodies it, it's Jericho. If it's about who I think of when I hear it, it's CM Punk. But for the long-term longevity, I'm going to give it to Jericho. You guys go ahead. I mean, I, I would just to say you. quickly, uh, I agree with what Bam has just said. I've taken it for a catchphrase and remembering the time with the catchphrase in wrestling. If you're going with the two careers comparison, Jericho wins of hands down. It's not even close. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much said it. I mean, like Jericho, I mean, that's exactly like, like you guys said, when you hear best in the world, it's CM Punk. And that's what I hear. Like when I hear clobber in time, best in the world, that's CM Punk. But we can't like what Jericho has done. What is it? 30 years now at this point, 32 like, years, 32 years. <laughs> this man has been going and it's never stopping Undisputed champion, world champion. 
create created different characters having short hair, long hair, the not being in shape, being in the shape he's now. It's lost sex gods going from WWE, AEW, still being this. Has the podcast, has like everything that he does is like the epotomy in the embodiment, I should say. He can get anything over anything. Anything, anything, anybody, and it's no matter what. Like, you could hate him, but we still love Chris Jericho. Like, he's just, you know, Y2J is going to be always the best. And it's like, I'm sorry, but as much as I love CM Punk and everything, I feel like everything that's going on is kind of this, like, everything that he's doing is just like, like, it's awful. Even, like, my friend sent me this thing yesterday where it was what he said a year ago at All Out and then from what the media scrum. It's just, like, how did it change from a year? And it's, like, is CM Punk the problem? Is that, like, what it is where it just, like, you know what I mean? That's like whole other podcast, man. <laughs> no, I know. I know. We could go on and on. But it just, yeah, I mean, Chris Jericho. I mean, everything he's done, just everything that, I mean, we. I've been watching Chris Jericho since I was, since 2000. And he's still here 26 years later. It's just... You know, nobody is going to be able to do that as long as he have. Just like, you know, the careers just don't last as long as it does. And I feel like, you know, people don't take, even like the athletes in like football and baseball, they don't care, they don't take care of their bodies the way like Jericho did or like the older people did. Or just like, you know, I mean, like they just, I just feel like they're like, you know, so yeah, I'm going to go Jericho. Tristan, finish us off, man. So when I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about who is the best in the world, the question that I'm going to ask you guys and, you know, everybody that's looking at this right now is best in the world in what? It's subjective. They don't give us what best in the world is. Right. So when I'm looking at it, who in the best in the world, I would have to look at the person that's wrestled for almost every major pro wrestling company, right? Not including Impact Wrestling. I'm looking at the person that has not gone on to mixed martial arts and got his behind handed to him. So is CM Punk really the best in the world? Or is everybody just on the bandwagon just saying, oh, my God, he's the best in the world. <laughs> but why is he the best in the world? Is CM Punk the best in the world because he says he's the best in the world? So then that, if that's the case, then he should be the self-proclaimed best in the world because the real best in the world is Chris Jericho. Because as my guy Tino has said, CM Punk has reinvented up CM Punk. Chris Jericho has reinvented himself time over time. He has shown that he can adapt. Uh, Chris Jericho is a draw, and I think he's a bigger draw than than CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk. I think CM Punk might even be a brat at such such times. CM Punk might think that he's a bigger star than he really is. Yeah, CM Punk might be watching this. I'm like, hey, kid, you're a wrestler. How many times have you ever sold out the garden? Zero. I've never sold out Madison Square Garden. Right, but I've definitely sold out a, a Knights of Columbus and American Legion with my name on 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 the top in the marquee. But come on, best in the world. All right, CM Punk, do not pat yourself on the back too hard because you might break your hand, brother. I'm going to give this one <laughs> to uh, Chris Jericho. Oh, he's broken everything else lately. Might as well break. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they're going to do stupid stuff like that. Now, come on, now we know he hurt himself jumping into the crowd. He just don't want to admit it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but uh, <laughs> well, like you said, that's a whole nother podcast. We'll come back and do a debate on just that. <laughs> Honestly, what has hurt Chris Jericho is the fact that he's never stopped. The, yeah, the moment he says he's done and we don't see him anymore, he's going to skyrocket so fast. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can already tell in just the six months we haven't had Randy how much we miss him and how much we oh, appreciate him. It's the same way with all these legends. The ones that everybody's like, Randy Orton's not the best in the world, really. 
20 years what he's done, 14-time world champion. You're not going to put him in your top five? now that Best in the world. I mean, seriously, th there's so many arguments. The fact that Chris Jericho Lilly for 32 years has always been doing it somewhere, maybe only taking a month off here and there or a few months off here and there to rehab an injury. He's never stopped. When he finally does, wrestling world, you're going to miss him. You're going to miss him in a big way. So, yeah. absolutely. Take it all in now. Number 13. Should WrestleMania recapture Money in the Bank as a match, or should it stay a premium live event? This is a big debate right now, especially with Triple H redefining the pay-per-views. Should, should Money in the Bank stay a premium live event, basically in the big five, where there's a men's, a women's, and all of that, or should it go back to WrestleMania, and maybe night one is the women's, night two is the men's, vice versa, whatever. Should it just be a match at Mania, or stay a premium live event? Wow. I, yo, bro, when you just said night one, night two for Money in the Bank, I thought it was a bad idea. But what I would do if I if I had night one or night two, I would definitely take that premium live event and turn it into the into the king of the ring. You know, you have your, your qualifying matches and you can have a bigger king of the ring over the course of two nights. You know, maybe throw away a couple, you know, um, you know, feuds doing that as well, too. But I think that the Money in the Bank is more important when it stands on its own as a small part of the bigger picture of, of, of WrestleMania. Okay. I think that'd be a great thing to do at WrestleMania. I think there's a lot more stakes in it than the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh, yeah, God, so you win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, so then what? I, yeah, what has anybody done with that besides, like, maybe Corbin in the beginning, Cesaro for a second? Like, there's been nobody... I'll tell you what they did. They I forgot who won. <laughs> they not a corner in their house to put that big old trophy. That's what they did. <laughs> I mean, they. I think that the trophy's sitting in the warehouse at the uh, WWE headquarters. I mean, come on now. Steve, I mean, I, okay, I agree. Tito, Tito, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just sitting here over here rambling, talking. But no, I mean, I agree with it because it just like when it was at and when it first became at WrestleMania, like when I still remember sitting at my desktop in my living room being like, what is a money in the bank match? WrestleMania, what is this going to be? And I had no idea. And it just like that, like just watching it from Edge winning it and then him cashing in on Cena, uh, Cena and then Rob Van Dam winning it the following, right? Or no, who won it at tw right now? It was 21 and then 22. Yeah. Right. At Rob Van Dam winning it. I thought they had won it 20 yeah, for Punk a second. won it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the yeah. thing. Punk won it back to back. And it was like, they even, he, be, I think, I don't know if he said it or whatever, but it was like, there's been so many superstars or Shelton having those moments at WrestleMania where he's doing flips off the ladder. Like, it's like, those are memories we're always going to remember. And it's like when they did it at the pay-per-view, it was just like, they did two matches. They did like, it was just like, it just too much where it was like, and then you have to like, I, I honestly forgot, like it was in like June and then it's in July. And then it's like, so we have a year, but at least we know WrestleMania, you have April to April. Like, that's the one thing where it's like, at least, you know, you have until, Whatever, but it was like I kind of forgot where it was like. When did they have to cash in? Because the pay per views were in different months. Because they didn't, you know. And that was the thing with a lot of it, where it's like, why are we going to have these pay per views like Hell in the Cell, Olymp like all these like name branded pay per views? They're going away. Not they're going away. Don't worry about yeah. it anymore. No, I, no. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, thank God they're going away. Thank God, because it's just one of those things where it was like, like even like the Hell in the Cell should become like at like an Armageddon where it's like, you know, like it means something. It ends a rivalry. It starts something. It just, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like these, these matches have become non, like non exciting because we're just looking we're we're going to see it. It's just like, right. I want to be like, I remember when like, I forgot who it was, but they were like, I want to see you inside hell in a cell. And it was just like, <gasps> when you heard, when you heard those words, it was, yeah, exactly. Like, let's go hell in the cell. 
Like, and it just like that's the thing where it was just I would love to see money in the bank, and then, and then let's also bring back the different designs. Where's the edge design, the RVD design? I just, I'm getting the RVD pop that just came out, and it has the briefcase. It's like we don't see that. We got the ugly red or the gold or the, the and it's just like Seth was the last one I think I really in, like enjoyed with like the briefcase. And it's just like all these other things they tried to do where even like Damien Sandow's was, I guess, a little bit different. But I just I think it having its own even starting off WrestleMania every year. What did the first three years? I think it started it off and it was like the second match. And that's a way to get everybody excited, seeing guys jump off of a ladder, jump off this and that. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see guys kill each other and beat the hell out of each other to start off WrestleMania. So you know, let, let me jump in the back part of what you're saying real quick. You're talking about the exclusive designs of the championships. Or the, oh, of when, the briefcase. Cases, yeah. oh, the briefcase, the briefcase, my bad. But like when when everybody else in the in the group was was watching pay-per-views back in the day bro one of the coolest things about the pay-per-views was seeing what the stage looked like yes yeah i, I mean that's another thing i hope they bring that i mean yeah i mean and that's another thing i yeah. the stages need to come back 100%. because even like like the in your house one was probably one of the coolest ones i've ever seen and then when eo was jumping off of that it just like those those moments are ones a week like and that would be great to see somebody shelton jump off of the ladder in front of the arena yeah. or in front of the stage with all six men or whatever they don't need to be in the ring Yep. It's a ladder match. There's 50 ladders everywhere. Yep. You need to put a disclaimer, uh, Bama, that the person that doesn't like heights wants people to jump off of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'll jump off of it if I know I'm safe, but like, I don't know. It's it's more of the standing up there and looking around. Like, if yeah. I had to stand and look at like Jeff Hardy, where he goes, oh, like, nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting up there. I'm looking down. Let's go. It ain't, That's it. Yeah, it ain't the jump that hurts. It's a sudden stop. Um, yep. But yeah, real, real, real quick, because I want Steve to have all the time he needs, so I'm gonna go real quick. I am 100. percent in agreement that I want that the match at Mania meant more than the PLE matches have meant. However, the one argument that I really want, especially Steve, to tackle is if you do it at Mania, then you know if it hasn't been cashed in and it's WrestleMania, it's about to be. If it's in the middle of the year, WrestleMania can be a shock. If it had, if if, if Seth Rollins had the title, had the briefcase at WrestleMania. That moment would not have been as impactful because everybody would have seen it coming. The fact I mean, that it happened cool. when it happened with the pay-per-view having the way the pay-per-view was made that moment the probably the greatest cash-in of all time. That's the oh, only I'm argument to having it being different off of WrestleMania. But personally, I love the WrestleMania Money in the Bank matches a lot more than I love the ones that have happened at the Premium Live event. So, Steve, there you go. I've set you up. There's your argument. What do you want to do? That's, uh, I mean, across the board, everyone's made some fantastic arguments. So I'll try and keep my answer quite brief. But uh, I, I like what you said there about the concept. The only thing is, can you do Heist of the Century twice and it mean the same as what it did the first time? I think that you're never going to top Seth's one. Mm -hmm. Seth's one was unbelievably the way it was cashed in, the way it was done. The only thing that I could go on the flip and say is, well, if you go into WrestleMania and you need to cash it in, well, I mean, I like the idea because no one's ever held the, the, the briefcase that long where it gets to the end because all of a sudden, the champion knows you're cashing in. You're all of a sudden, like, you're the one that's got all the advantage at the start Fair because point. you can shock the champion. You can't shock the champion anymore. The champion knows you're coming four weeks to go. Come on, when are you coming now? And all of a sudden, I mean, Austin Fury is the perfect one for this, by the way, to literally be like the guy that's all the cocky guy in the world. I try and cash in and get punched out by Tyson Fury. But the last four weeks when he gets there, he would be, you know, 
<laughs> I can't say what I want to say, but literally he'll be a brick coming out of him. He'll be nervous. He'll be the one that's literally cowardly, not knowing what to do, but then they'll find a way to cash in at the last moment and be successful. I think that's a great narrative story to do. But uh, for me, I would say WrestleMania is the better place for it. Um, there's been an argument, and this could start a whole thing off, so I'm hoping it doesn't, but I'm going to do it briefly. Uh, people were saying that Money in the Bank has replaced Survivor Series as a top four uh, POE. I completely disagree with people that say that Survivor Series of its history, (laughs) its lineage, everything's mattered. Not at all. It doesn't come close. Money in the Bank, even some of those Money in the Bank events, I can think of three that I think are really, really good. The rest of them may be odd winners and ladder matches are good, but they don't stand out in my memory. They're not something I remember two two weeks later. So I'm going to say that it should be on a WrestleMania. Like you said, make these... The only one that should remain a POE that's of this gimmick structure is the Elimination Chamber because you it's a part of a, a lineage that goes into WrestleMania. Of course, Royal Rumble was one of them. It's a given. It started as the Royal Rumble. But the Rumble, the Chamber, Mania, that's a gruesome schedule yes. getting to the biggest paycheck of the year. After that, yeah, then you go and do off what you need to do after that. So for me, uh, Money in the Bank, remove it as a POE. It proved this year, by the way, it's nowhere near to some of the other events that they wanted to because they couldn't sell it out in the stadium. They had right. to move it to an arena. 100% could not agree more. You survived the Elimination Chamber. You deserved a main event match at WrestleMania. I 100% Absolutely. agree with that. All right, next one. Here we go. If we got two left, let's hit them hard. These last two are doozies. Which rivalry has meant more to pro wrestling? Hogan and Sting? Or Brett and Sean. <laughs> Which rivalry has meant more to this great business we love? Hogan and Sting or Brett and Sean? Happened at the exact same time in two different companies. Which rivalry meant more? So um I, I guess with this one, it has a lot of personal um, you know, involvement yep. for all of us. Yep. So I, I know what you're already gonna pick, Bama. I already know what you're gonna pick, brother. Do you? Yes, I feel a hundred percent that you're going to pick Sting and you're going to pick Hogan. For me, Ho- uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, that's what spoke to me. You know, I was a, you know, I, I am, I was a New York kid, you know, and, you know, Stanford, Connecticut is only an hour and 45 minutes, not even that long, hour and 15 minutes down and up I-95. My friend lives down the street from there. Like, you know, WWE is in my backyard and has been in my backyard for a very, very long time. I think that Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels was a great rivalry because it shows the professionalism between the both of them. Now, let's not look at the end, but it, it, it shows the professionalism between the both of them, which it's it, when you when I love wrestling with my friends because I'm, we're going to beat each other up a lot. But when I'm not wrestling with my friends and there's somebody who we may not know each other or we may not get along that much. We're not going to take as much liberties because we don't. I don't want the other person to think that I'm trying to take advantage of them in the ring, and you know I don't want to think that they're trying to take advantage of me. However, off the back of that, Shawn Michaels and and Bret Hart, you know that helped birth Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon was there the whole entire time, and for those of us that in this chat that are in this uh, show that are watching the attitude ever you see that Vince McMahon sat there his whole entire time as an announcer minding his business but but they but they antagonized him so much that now when Vince McMahon is standing up for himself now he's the heel that all came from from Brett and Sean and Stone Cold and everybody as well so for me which rivalry has meant more to pro wrestling I'm definitely going to say 
Shawn Michaels and, and, and Bret Hart because it's the gift that still keeps on giving. Because of that, we've gotten You're Fired. We've gotten Stephanie McMahon. We've gotten the ministry. We've gotten DX. We've gotten everything because of that. Now, somebody in this chat, in this group, tell me that I'm wrong. Man. The only thing, miss- only thing missing there was the Kiss My Ass Club. That's pretty much the story I was missing. Uh, I mean, Joe. I'm that that, that was that for me on the money 100% because like you said everything evolved from that the Montreal Screwjob and the thing is as well with Brett and Sean for me why it's the number one for me that was one of the things that started me off when I started watching 92 like I have like a I don't have it anymore but I had an old VHS tape of the first ladder match, or the came it was the first ever ladder match Brett Hart and Shawn Michaels that was before we got HBK Razor in 94. Yes. Um, and and that, that rivalry went through Survivor Series 92, I think, was the main event of that show. They carried on all through the years. They had a, a perfect, like you said, best sporting rivalry. It got personal towards the end, but what we got out of it was, was, was incredible. And to the point, we even got like a magical moment on Raw, like 15 years later when Bret right. Hart returned on WWE TV. It, like you said, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Sting and Hogan, the thing that puts that one for me where it, it can be an argument, that was at WCW's hottest point. Sting had not been in the ring for a long time, has been in the rafters, was the, the savior of WCW over this NWO machine. Now they've built that up for a, a story of what, between what, 15 and 18 months, however long that lasted. But the problem with that was, Starcade 97 is probably the placement where WCW started to die because the creative control, the bookingness of how everything was, it was so simple, the booking of that show. Sting had been booked for that long to be the top guy. He should have come in, not to so squashed Hogan, but he should have beat Hogan. Right. He did kind of beat Hogan, but the way it was done was very, I uh, will half square here, but ask backwards. The fact that Hogan technically beat him with the, the screwed up pinfall that was done. Uh, the fact that we had Bret Hart come involved there because he was trying to get the, the capitalization of the Montreal screw job and stuff that it just was all very, very weird though. It's put together. And for me, the ending left a very bad taste in my mouth. Yes. The Montreal screw job left a bad taste in the mouth on the night, but I tell you what, it got me talking of how we get talking nowadays, the backstage gossip, what's going on, what's what's the inside. There wasn't a wrestle talk back then to get your, your next day news of what was going on backstage. You know, yes, you had a, probably a melt whatever, but I was too young to know about all of that. But everything that came there, the next night, Vince McMahon, like Tristan said there, Brett screwed Brett. All of that was just genius, what led from there. And, and the rivalry itself before, I can say, we had a longer duration for me. It's Brett and Sean that takes the victory. Tina? Yeah, I mean, I agree with them. And the one thing is, is like with the rivalry episode that came out and like the biographies episode that came out like recently about like them. I don't know if you guys watched it, but I learned so much about it. Was we wouldn't when it was one of those things where it was like like Steve said, where it was like seeing like these guys like pretty much dislike each other and they like don't like and they're so professional. Or maybe it was uh, maybe it was Tristan that said it, where it was like you know what I mean like the professionalism pro- professionalism of them. Where it's just like they got along, but they disliked each other, and you saw it, especially backstage, where it's like they'd come across the curtain, and then they just they well, they don't want anything to do with each other. But as soon as they went out that curtain, they knew what they had to do, they knew they had to put on a show, and they did. And they're to it like we still talk about it to this day. Like we've seen, mm-hmm. like you know, Sean and Brett finally made up, and we just like even when they do interviews, they're still talking. It's still talked about to this day. And like you know, like you guys said, like Hogan and Sting left a bad pe- taste in people's mouths and everything, and. Like, I just, yeah, I got to go with Brett and Sean, where it's just one of those things that, like, I still remember, and I feel like it's going to be something I'm going to tell my kids about, and I might even have them go back and rewatch it. I might just have my kids to go back and rewatch all the wrestling. <laughs> so it just, you know, it's just one of those things that I feel like is always going to be talked about with those two. 
if I could add one quick comment and just before moving on as well, we have to remember the first time they had their big WrestleMania main event match uh, alongside what would have been a Starcade main event of 97. The boyhood dream came true with the Ironman match of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels as well. I mean, yeah. to some people, that's the, you know, some people's favorite matches of all time that I speak to in this community. It's a, a special moment that holds dear to many people. Myself, Shawn Michaels being a personal favorite of mine as well. That was a, a moment I felt was very special. So, yeah, I, again, it's the WCW, WCW bias here with me being on the WWE side, but that also adds to that argument. The hottest time in the history of pro wrestling, arguably, you could go back to the territory days and talk about it, but the hottest time in professional wrestling of the modern era is no question from the middle of 1996 to the end of 1997. That 18 months is red hot, highest ratings, everything. The reason for that the turn at Bash at the Beach and the birth of the NWO and and the weekly saga of how is WWF going to react to this? What's going to be the outcome of this building of the who's going to be the savior of WCW? Yeah, DDP's making waves and yeah, Lex Luger's racking the NWO and yeah, the Giants back to being a good guy. But there's somebody up in those rafters that has the answer and we need him to come down and be the stinger again. So the the iconic build to that rivalry and and what it meant for pro wrestling and the only reason that wwf had a chance to get back in this fight was the birthing of a little subgroup that said suck it all the time and so that and then the birth of stone cold steve austin versus vince mcmahon however stings my number two of all time on my favorite list Shawn michaels is my number one and if there's one thing i love more than the great story of the NWO versus Sting, it's when wrestling is real. Brett and Sean was real. There was no question whatsoever in the history of that rivalry. It was personal. It was professional. It was who's the best wrestler in our company and arguably walking the planet. Is it Brett or is it Sean? That is real. It's what built the business for the Attitude Era. You could have maybe plugged someone else in to be the savior against the NWO. No other two characters could have launched the WWF into the Attitude Era better than the rivalry between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. There's no question in my mind, as much as I love WCW, the greatest wrestling rivalry in terms of in-ring work, the best wrestling rivalry of all time is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So there's my answer. It's Brett and Sean. Shocking. <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys, maybe maybe, maybe what, Ric Flair and Steamboat? I mean, what other professional working rivalry has done more for the business than Brett and Sean? What? I can't think of one. Maybe maybe Andre and Hogan? Maybe in WrestleMania 3? Maybe. But in terms of match quality, length of time, building and launching into the Attitude Era, it's Brett and Sean. Yeah, I agree. I'm not, I'm not looking at that. Yeah. Not even arguing that. All right. Final one, main event. It's the main event. <laughs> so what's the main event of WrestleMania Hollywood going to be? Rock or Cody? <laughs> <laughs> is this really it? This is it. This is your Oh, is it really? Okay. I thought you were joking. Okay. Nope. Nope. Roman's facing who in six months? Rock or Cody? <laughs> I feel like there's like, there's like even like, I mean, like, it's, I mean, there's three possibilities. What about Bray? No. 
No, 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 no. no. no okay. No. I heard somebody say it. I just want to throw it out there. Okay, no. Tell that somebody. Not everybody needs to have a championship. I mean, no, you're no. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to throw it out. I yes. just I heard it yesterday. I was like, let's just say. But no, I mean, I mean, I feel like either two of them would be great. But I feel like like the story in, with Roman and The Rock, even going back to like even like the little the TV series, the little TV series, the TV series with Young Rock and them showing like Roman and being a kid, like they could go all the way to back back to that and Rock coming out and saying this, where it's like. It's, it could be like it literally is made and it's meant for Hollywood where it's literally the rock, the biggest Hollywood name. He's, he's the biggest star in ever, like ever, like movies, TV show, everything. And going up against the head of the table, Roman Reigns, the guy that's been running WWE Raw and SmackDown forever, the bloodline and everything. Can Rock be the one to take down the bloodline? Or with Cody, Cody's coming back. Cody hasn't competed since Hell in the Cell, Chicago. Hell in the Cell of Seth Rollins, great match. Don't know how he did it with one broken wing. Still seeing that live, like, that hurts my, because I was there live. Like, hurting my, like, just seeing that was just crazy. And I think, like, him coming back, winning the Royal Rumble, winning and coming back and being the one to dethrone Roman Reigns and being the the champion and being the head of the champion of WWE and just everything that him coming back from AEW, the entrance at WrestleMania, like, everybody being in shock like it was just one of those things that i think it's both of them like both of them could work but in my opinion i've been saying it. i want to see rock versus roman i think it would just hollywood rock and roman would be great i don't know if rock's gonna win but like i still think it would be a great match and that's the one thing where it's like if cody wins if it's cody versus roman i want to see cody win because i feel like that's what's gonna but rock and roman who's gonna win is rock gonna win and become champion or is roman gonna become and still be the head of the table and that's the one thing because is Rock really going to stay around after WrestleMania? So that's how I feel like with that words. There could be both, but I feel I want to see Roman versus The Rock. Steve, jump in here, man. I've put you last a lot. I want you to go next. Uh, I actually want it to be Sammy. I'm just going to say that very I want Sammy. I would love I'm just it. it out I would there. love it. <laughs> The honorary Oost becomes head of the table. Oh, I my God. Be, I mean, that writes story. itself, too. I mean, I'm but, but I, I'm going to keep my answer short and sweet here on this one. Um, I think, number one, I think Tino could be right. I actually agree with you guys, though. Bray is an attraction, doesn't need a championship, but the long-term play here can be Wyatt versus Roman. But of the two options you've given me, I think Cody goes against Seth one more time. I think that'll be for the United States Championship. Uh, so I think that the right thing to do, you're in Hollywood, you should go all out. You should go Rock versus Roman. Uh, Roman should win, should get that full passing of the torch. Uh, it is the best way, perhaps, to be the biggest money moment for WrestleMania. Rock having one last hurrah in Hollywood, the big Hollywood star, uh, putting over Roman to be that one who then can put over, hopefully, somebody else uh, in this calendar year uh, would be nice to see. So for me, of the two options you've given, I think uh, I'm going to choose Rock. Uh, but if I had my way, of course, I'm going Sammy. Tristan? <clears throat> this is WrestleMania, okay? I feel that if Cody Rhodes goes to WrestleMania and he takes on Roman Reigns and he wins, then what? Right? It's like, then what? Okay, yeah, so now the bloodline's over? Like, no, no. I, I, I don't think that's going to work. I was writing it. I would definitely do maybe the money in the bank at WrestleMania. I would make the surprise entrant be Cody Rhodes. Ooh. And then 
Roman Reigns is arguing that he is the head of the table. The head of the table meaning that he has put more food on the Samoan, on the Anawahi family table than anybody else. However, The Rock is just in the background lurking like, okay, kid, okay, kid. The Rock and Roman Reigns have this awesome match at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns has to win this match because if Roman Reigns loses the match and he's no longer the head of the table, then what? Yep. So at the end of the match, the fireworks, the fanfare, everybody's here. Oh, my God, it's so great. You know, Roman Reigns is winner. He's the head of the table. Then Cody Rhodes comes out and cashes in at the end of WrestleMania. Wow. The reason why I would do it like that is because you have every single person in the world wanting to see the movie star, the businessman, entrepreneur, who is the owner of a football company, the owner of a liquor company, production company, headlining the biggest wrestling pay-per-view on the planet. And because they are watching that, they go, oh, who is this Cody Rhodes guy? Not a dig at Cody Rhodes saying that nobody knows who he is. Who is this Cody Rhodes guy? Oh, wow. So they can use that Cody Rhodes thing to over, to, 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 to get the rub. So now everybody's watching tomorrow night. Now the headline is that The Rock loses at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is the head of the table, but Cody Rhodes is now the champion because he cashed in the money in the bank. I'm done here. I like it. I like that a lot. And imagine it as well. The next night on Raw, like Roman Reigns loses to the star of the big show or the big, big show, wherever it's called, that he did on uh, TNT. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And at that point, you know what I would do with Roman Reigns? Let him go away. I mean, eventually he has to, right? I mean, let he has to take time off eventually, no? Go away. Let the, let the bloodline implode. Let them try to figure it out now that they don't have their leader. At that point, you can kick out Sami Zayn. Maybe Sami Zayn could said that he's still talking to that nobody can contact Roman Reigns, but he's the only one that could contact Roman Reigns, and he's leading the bloodline. The bloodline could be in shambles, and then Roman Reigns comes back and goes, "I never left you in charge. I haven't talked to you for months. You're lying, and you're trying to insult my family's lineage." And then he could do the bloodline again. I mean, can we just hire this guy as a creative? Who yeah, yeah, yeah. Very smart. Very smart. Come That's on, how man. I would do that. Okay. Hired. I'm. I'm going to. Uh, I don't usually use uh, t- uh, statistics, but I'm going to use one on this one. As of August 18, 2022, 90,000 tickets were sold for WrestleMania, breaking the record no, for the fastest no, amount of tickets sold for a WWE event in history. I'm sure that number has climbed well over. 100,000 tickets might even be near 150 by this point. They're not buying those tickets because they think they're going to see Cody versus Roman. Right. They're buying those tickets because they're fully convinced. If you smell, it's going to happen. 
that the night. chills that goes through my body if that if that if that song comes on I'm like, I am telling up. you Man. guys right now everybody out there who's saying the rock says he's booked up next year yeah he's such a I liar. wonder why he's, he's booked up he's I wonder why he's one. booked up you are not telling me in Hollywood at the time the tribal chief head of the table is pushing the Samoan <laughs> dynasty that he's pushing the fact that Paul Heyman is dropping tidbit after tidbit you're the box office tribal chief you're the right. main event tribal chief. You're the right. head of the family tribal chief. And when the junket interviews for Black Adam lean in and go, hey, Rock, who's the tribal chief? And Rock leans back in and says, you're talking to him? You don't think Roman and Paul are listening to that? You don't think the Young Rock episode where they go, no, buddy, this is, that's a WrestleMania match. You don't, think the, you don't think they're doing this on purpose because it's already been written in stone since maybe Every last year. Since maybe last year they've had this circled yeah, and written right. in stone. If you really think as much as I would love, love, love to see Cody win the Royal Rumble and cash in and, and win that against Roman Reigns. You really think that's what's going to sell out two nights for WrestleMania in Hollywood? You've got to be kidding me. I do not think that's what's going to happen. I think full-heartedly Roman Reigns is going to go into Royal Rumble, probably defend the belt against somebody, and then he's going to come out on the next night and go, I've defeated them all is there any more dispute that i am the head is there any more dispute i'm the greatest samoan to ever step through this, these ropes and be in the squared circle and right at that moment oh my god man i just hit it, i'm getting so just it, thinking about hit it. it hit it hit man, it and let's oh. build it it's got to happen rock rock needs one more match the only thing and steve you and i have gone back and forth over this so many times in my perfect world no title on the line. It's all about family. Yeah. It's all yeah. about family. Like, and at the end of it, Rock pin, I mean Roman pins the Rock's shoulders. Rock gets up, extends his hand. They shake hands. They even embrace. Now Roman is a babyface. Uncrowned champion, babyface of the bloodline. The bloodline can truly be about family and respect. However, it seems to me they want titles on. They want the titles to be on Roman for this match. Because the head of the mm. table, the travel chief, needs to have everything I had right. make and call for this. So you know what? I'm coming around. As much as the story would be better without the championship, at this point, Roman Reigns, The Rock, on the marquee, tribal chief versus the great one. I know who's going to win the match, and I don't care. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> and I don't care. I just want to see it. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for it. Let's do it. I mean, it, it writes itself. Let's do it. Yeah. Sign me up. I mean, what is it? Up. What is it? Four more, five months away now, and we're we're talking about. I mean, that's almost like, six months. Yeah, almost. Six I months. mean, it's crazy like that. Like and like you said, ninety. To, like no no matches have been announced. They have no idea what they're going to see. And I've always been one of those people. I, I want to know what I'm going to see to pick. But like you have no idea. There has to be something because you know damn well if it doesn't happen, people are going to explode on everything that, that, I brought that question up the other night if they don't have Rock and it is going to be Cody you imagine the ticket rebuys and resells oh my god oh my gosh yeah, I, and, I, and I've talked to some people that went to the LA thing at SoFi and they've talked about it where it's like they like like people have been buying and that's all they're talking about and this and that and it's like and you know how some of these fans are like they'll go crazy like they'll just <laughs> it's just oh. Look, I, I think with all this, man, we should just definitely leave some meat on the bone because when the WrestleMania pre-show uh, uh, prediction show, you do it, I want to be on it. 
Tristan, I give you my word. I will do my best to make that happen. Steve, please, please come in here. I know it would be a dramatic change, but do you feel what I'm feeling? The the uproar, the hatred, the the Triple H. What the heck are you doing? If they, but but at the same time, we don't know. They're not saying we don't know if they have the rock. It's so it's completely a mystery right now. And I, I like mean, it that way. Yeah, I like the mystery. I mean, yeah, Melsa said it's going to be Roman and Rock for about the last three or four years, so it's not worked <laughs> up to now, is it? But uh, I feel this is this is your best chance. If it doesn't happen this year, I don't know when it happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly, and that's the thing. Where you're not going to do it in Philly. What are you going to say? Oh, this is where Rock helped Roman won the Royal Rumble. Like, <laughs> like, that's, like that's, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> like you know, like come on, yeah, you know, that that's what we're doing it. WrestleMania Philly. No, I I think Phil, I, I think Philly is the perfect place for Cody, the American Nightmare in the birthplace of America. That's where Philly I'm, needs to be. I think Cody I'm, wins it in Philly. I mean, that's cool. I think it's perfect for me, one hundred percent. And yeah, I agree. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, America, U.S. Championship at WrestleMania. Yes, I mean, that's a good I'm way in. to do it. I'm in. I love. I it. mean, there's a reason why Seth won the title. He's not just going to be the U.S. champion just to be the U.S. champion. They have something planned. I agree. I love it. 100%. Guys, what an amazing episode. I'm so glad you guys came. Thank you for staking out this whole time. Once again, thank you all of you that are watching and listening. I hope you enjoyed it. This has been a great panel discussion. This or that never misses, and especially when you have all-stars like these three. I love it so much. So real quick, my favorite part, I'm going to sit back and let these guys do what they do best. Tino, put yourself over. Where can we find you on social media? What do you have coming up, sir? Oh, my God. Well... Steve knows this. Tino takes over YouTube all the time. But I am on SoundCloud and Spotify at Tino's Time. I'm Tino's Time Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. Tino's Time 1996 on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. I'm on it everywhere. I'm live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturdays for the pay-per-views, premium live events, preview shows, everything. Follow me on Twitter at Tino's Time pretty much every day. So I'm here all the time, guys. We're on the road to 500. I'm doing my first giveaway. So, guys, make sure you subscribe. All the cool stuff. You might win something. Maybe you'll win King Booker. So, you got to subscribe, though, and join the nation. Got to join Tino's Nation to find out. So, thank you for having me, though, man. I appreciate it. All right. Good time. Appreciate it, man. Hope you have fun. Tristan, put yourself over here. Where can we find you on social media? Where can we watch you wrestle? You can find me at The Real Big Tris on Instagram or Twitter. You can find me there. Uh, you know, a little bit more active on uh on the Instagrams these days, uh, TristanLawShow.com. If you're looking for my podcast, you know, I'm on a hiatus again, but I'm coming back, going to do some thing things. And uh, wrestling right now, I'm, uh, you know, semi-retired, you know, but semi is the is the word in there. So I'll, I'll be back pretty soon. But, you know, definitely, um, Bam and Dave, I just want to thank you for, you know, putting together something like this because I've been on many other podcasts and I hate sitting on people's podcasts are so not put together. Well, you know, I don't mind sitting here with you for a long time. I appreciate you. Thank you. You're doing a good thing out there, man. And I hope that people, you know, just, just, just keep going on with you and just helping you grow. So I appreciate you. And it was a pleasure to sit down with you three, um, three uh, gentlemen and uh, talking wrestling today. Tristan, that means the world to me. Thank you so much for saying that. Steve, put yourself over, sir. You are constantly busy and cranking out good content. Where can we find you on social media? What do you have coming up in the near future? Thank you very much. Yeah, if you like to hear an Englishman talk nonsense about wrestling for hours and hours about 
many different topics upon end. Uh, WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling. Hell, I'll probably talk about anything that's going on in the garden, really. To be honest, I don't mind talking about wrestling in any way, shape, or form. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube, SCW The Wrestling Channel. Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, SCW The Wrestling Channel as well. Instagram, uh, so you can follow me on there. But yeah, pretty much uh, previews, predictions, reviews, uh, fantasy booking, Q&As. Uh, I love the interaction. I love doing the live stuff. I love where people can get involved as well, uh, have their say also. And uh, yeah, it just makes it a fun, good time, really. So that's pretty much a lot of the content that I do. But uh, like everyone said already, Bama, thank you very much for, for having us on today. Um, and a great panel. I love listening to everybody's thoughts and opinions on this. And uh, I said it at the start of the show, and I say it at the end of the show, is it this or that? It's always this. Bam, you do some great stuff over my friend. Uh, for people that haven't, make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you're watching on Twitch, hit the follow button. Um, this channel deserves to go places, deserves attraction, deserves everyone's attention. So, uh, yeah, if it's your first time checking it out, then uh, make sure it's not your last. Steve, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All of you watching, you know where to find me. You can My Twitter, my Twitch, my YouTube, my PayPal, it's all below. Please go follow these guys. Subscribe, follow, like, comment, tweet, retweet, everything these guys do. Please give them some love. They all deserve it. Until the next time we drop the hammer, this has been This or Chat. See what I did there? This has been This or That on the Bammer Chatter. Have a good week, everybody. Enjoy pro wrestling. Oh.